David is distracting me in the chat from doing my job. Welcome everybody to the Ultra Chen Tuesday show. My name is James Chen, once again joined by Mr. Ultra Mr. Ultra David and TubaWare. <laughs> it's not easy, man. Like I was actually, I was trying to use this camera to comb my hair a little bit earlier and I was just like it's it's impossible. You just can't do it. So Yeah, you can't do it. Um, anyway, hello everybody. Thanks a lot for joining <laughs> us. Um, coming to you live from the Goblin Slums. I was gonna come to you from Necrovol, but then they were like, "I can't believe it's not World of Warcraft that you're coming to you, everybody from." So I decided I'd come from the Goblin Slums. Anyway, hello, hello. Uh, let's talk about the following things. We're gonna be talking about the Commentator Cup, which of course is this coming weekend. We'll talk about who's playing and who we like and who we think is the underdog and all that sort of stuff. Uh, we're gonna talk about the Arc Revo. We're gonna talk about Free Marvel versus Capcom too. We got a guest. Clage that we're excited about. Uh, we have our own 5-5 matchup. Commentators versus players battle to the death. <laughs> battle to the death, go. of course, as, as you, you all know. As you all know. Uh, there's a bunch of other game news to talk about. We've got some other community news, including tournament results to talk about. But let's start by talking about this Commentator Cup that, again, will be taking place in just a few days. Friday, Never. September 24th, 5 p.m. Pacific time on this very channel, twitch.tv slash UltraGenTV. <laughs> That's right. And, um, of course... Hey, James, you have the timer? Why is the timer not updating? All right. <laughs> I don't know. There we go. All right. So, uh, we announced a few weeks ago that we're doing the Commentator Cup. Just a little fun thing, because I think players always want to see how the commentators do in games as well. Commentators also don't get to compete a lot you don't get to see them play and so i think it'll just be fun to have the commentators have a chance to play against each other talk some smack and so we've gathered 16 commentators from around the fgc here in north america we focused on north america and they're all going to be playing each other in some guilty gear strive this friday and uh the three of us won't be in it we'll be commentating <laughs> but uh it should be a lot of fun as a result, we have the hardest job and the most crucial job, commentary. <laughs> Do we? Do we? Not really. Uh, -uh. But it's, it's nice. It's nice to do this for Guilty Gear Strive because it's such a meetup game. So we have people who are have been longtime gearheads, and then other people, um, like basically me and Tubbo, I guess, who have mostly been other stuff in the past. And now we're playing Guilty Gear. Now we're interested in Guilty Gear. Now we're like we're playing Strive, and that's the case for obviously a lot of the FGC right now. So it's cool to have this game as kind of a meetup for people, not just players, but also commentators from different different scenes. Yeah, I mean, uh, just one quick update: uh, the of the sixteen players that we had listed. Of course, we knew this was going to happen. Stuff was going to, you know, real life or gigs or whatever. Things, things happen. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, St. Cola will no longer be able to participate, and we have uh, enlisted a replacement commentator, and that is Ryudo from uh, 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 Ryudo to join the, the event. Yeah, uh, yeah, let's just, let's just remind uh, people of uh, who we have, and then we'll talk about each of the players. Is that cool? Yeah, let's sure. just do that. that. Works. All right, cool. So That works. We have... Hell Pockets, Ryan Hunter, Romanova, Sejam, Proxy, Ski Sonic, Ebonic Plague, Saki Sakura, Callisto, Jadelin, Clage, Raph, 
Sharpie, Meta Abe, Spooky, and Ryudo. That's the list. Uh, Pretty so, good list. Again, it is. It is. What happened to my face? Exploding about it. Whoa! <laughs> I've made blood pour out your eyeball. That's how good yeah, I'm it is. Just, I'm bursting with enjoyment and psychic. Yeah, absolutely. Jeez. Um, so, so that's less. And as as you can see, I mean, that is people from a bunch of different scenes. Those are people who, again, some of them have played Gear or anime games, yada yada. But also NRS, also Street Fighter, uh, also Caliber, also King of Fighters, like whatever kind of series you yeah, can think of. If a fighting game, they, yeah, they're from a fighting game. Yeah, totally. Take one. Totally. Very cool. Uh, why do we not have the? Uh, I'm looking at our uh, match arena over here, and we don't have the players in the bracket. The bracket is here. not filled out. That is not the right bracket. Okay, where should I go? I can to... get you the right one. Yeah. I, I was. I, we were talking about that pre-show, and then yeah, uh, we got cut off. Yeah, we're we're using a challenge bracket, and the match arena will be filled in later. Yeah, arcade one robot. Uh, Saint just basically said it's it's he's got a. Uh, personal situations to take care of so family stuff you know or real yeah, life is, yeah. something or other but you know it's just it's what's gonna happen so yeah there you That's go cool. james i'll put it I in mean, the everybody's chat just hanging out right there's nothing everyone else can look at as well oh you just uh, built just... it on challenge okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna run the bracket on challenge and then we'll have to go back to matrino later for sure but that'll be our that'll be our link for the the, the tournament on friday as well Got that it. is the final bracket which everybody can go take a look at now, by the way. That's 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 there for you. Well, we'll put it up on stream, right? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, that's what well, I'm hey, I, I threw it in the chat do. for James. I'm trying sure. to okay, do cool. that right now, but all these brackets are all these bracket sites are always really kind of unwieldy, unfortunately. Still don't have a perfect <laughs> bracket site here. All right, let's do this. Uh oh, David's face. <laughs> There we go. Oh, there we hey, go. there it is. We did it. It's a so, bracket. You'll have to trust us. Yep. Can you, uh, yeah, zoom in. There we go. There we go. So I'm just going to have to scroll through this. See, I wish there was a way that I could get rid of the majority of this on the top, but I can't. You can definitely just drag it through because it's in a window. Uh, and that's, that's how what I'm doing. Do that's what I'm doing. Do you not see me dragging here? <laughs> I, mean, I, mean on, I mean on the stream, on, the, on OBS. Oh, but, okay. oh on right. OBS? No, it's too, it, dude, if once I do that, then I lose my display capture and stuff. So, Brian Hunter versus Hellpock. Is this going to be the start right up there on the top? Yes. Uh, Ryan Hunter, uh, look, one of the guys I mentioned who has big time experience when it comes to Guilty Gear uh, in the past, having done literally EVO Grand Finals commentary. Yep. He is uh, quite knowledgeable for the game. Uh, obviously, this is a little bit seated. I want to kind of talk about that real quick. Yes. Uh, David, James, and I seated number one, two, three, and four on the bracket that you'll see. Anybody else was randomized. So all the other matchups are randomized besides the one at the very Except, bottom. Yeah, I was about to say. You'll see Proxy and Sharpie. Proxy came on the show and called out Sharpie. Sharpie stood up to the challenge. So we gave them what they want. Proxy is going to play Sharpie right away first round. The grappler <laughs> versus the anti-grappler. Yeah, uh, the bracket is completely randomized and there's only the top four seeds. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So let's let's go back up at the top because I was I was you know talking about Ryan Hunter having done Grand Finals at Evo. Well, do you know who he commentated that well? Oh, I don't God. know if you, guys, if you guys have seen the very famous clip. I love that it worked out like this. Ryan Hunter versus Hell Pockets, who of course was also on commentary before that, uh, are going to be playing each other right at the start. So. Yeah, the most yeah, exactly. Game. The most Dude, she that's game moment. Funny. 
<laughs> nice. And just that's how things out. worked out. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Happy to see that. Uh, Ryan, look, he comes into this as one of the seated players for sure. He's really strong. Um, I Hell Pockets has made top eights and stuff in the past, you know, but I got to say this is so Ryan Hunter probably pretty good. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, look, uh, for me, I, I, my picks, logically speaking, uh, were Ryan and Sajam. Right. And so, okay, you know, okay. you look at Sajam at number two seed over there. So that's where we have them as one and two. So uh, I figured that they two were probably and, you know, they've had a little history online between themselves, too. So let's see if they can actually get all the way to winners finals to go up against each other. That'll take a little work, but uh, should be a lot of fun. So <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Ryan's going to mop up. Hell pockets. Sorry, Chris. Dang. Sorry, Chris. It's gonna be a quick 3-0. Oh no. We're starting we're starting the tournament off with a bang. Yeah. All right, cool. And keep in mind that, you know, we'll be mostly streaming. I don't think we'll be able to stream the entire round of this. Well, actually, we'll probably try to stream the entire round. Yeah, I think, I think we want to stream the entire we'll first round, and then yeah. we'll, we'll scoot through later. And All then right. the loser's bracket, we'll probably not be able to stream. Otherwise, this will be a nine-hour tournament. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not <laughs> streaming every <laughs> But, but all the everybody players, is going to be streaming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if they want to. They're not obligated to. But if right, they want right. to, they can stream as well. Or uh, else. You got the second match there, which is Saki Sakura versus Callisto. So Saki Sakura is uh, primarily, at least historically, a big NRS fan. Uh, she's okay. done a lot of stuff in MK over the last yeah. um, you know, year or two. And that's been really cool. I really like her in that. But she's also been doing gear. And she was at... Oh boy, was it Summer Jam, the big E event that happened recently? Yes, um, yeah, she, she killed it on commentary. That. Dude, honestly, I thought she did. She super killed well. it. She really yeah, did. That was great. That was awesome. Um, so she's she's playing gear, and then Callisto as well. Callisto is somebody who's been streaming forever and has been running not just uh, locals up in Chicago, but also does streams uh, with Tenno with with other folks. Uh, he's like one of the big pros, I would say, when it comes to streaming. He also commentates a lot because a lot of the time he <laughs> is the guy who's there and like right. nobody's there with him dude so he's yeah i mean a I lot always, of practice commentating i always say being a streamer of an event is essentially the same thing as running a hotel i always use this example because if you run a hotel you one of the things you have to learn is how to cook because you can't have your cook be able to be like well i'm gonna leave and you'd leave you with nothing and so your hotel is screwed because so you have to be able to cook. I feel like that's the same thing if you run a stream. You have to know how to commentate. <laughs> yeah, right. Because a lot of the times you might not have any commentators there helping you out, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, granted, yeah, if you, you gotta... are a streamer, I'm sure you're paying these commentators like just gobs oh, yeah. of money. But okay. sometimes it's still hard to find these people to actually fill those roles, you know? I and mean, date on time, of course. I know, right? It's crazy. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, anyway, that's going to be a fun match between those two. I really have no idea who's going to win between them. I like my boy Callisto, Chicago repping. I think Saki Sakura is going to body Callisto. That's what I say. Wow. Right. Let's go. All right. Nope. Callisto all day. All right, all right. Let's talk about the next one. Also, we got to be faster because we got about 10 minutes that we budgeted for this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Clage versus Ski Sonic is coming up next. So these two guys have been around for a long, long time. These are, Old you know, a couple decades each, uh, folks in the FGC. And 
as we we had Ski Sonic on the show last week. We have Clay John this week. It, it just happened yep. to work out like this. <laughs> uh, and and Ski uh, said last time, you know, he's he's been he's done however many different games, commentating and playing, and he's playing this game a lot. We talked about the game with him. And Clay, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk with tonight and get into more detail. I'm sure, but he has a long history in Guilty Gear and still is playing Anji and looking really strong. He's one of the seated players here. Yep. Yeah. I mean, clearly the main thing that might be holding him back is, you know, people don't consider Anji one of the strongest, but somehow I think Clay is going to overcome that. So, I mean, here, here's here's the thing that, that works in his favor. People don't think Anji is the strongest. Nobody's out there laughing against Anji, right? <laughs> <laughs> and also, he, he's he's a rare character. Uh, I think both of those things are going to give him yeah, uh, an sure. advantage over Ski. Okay. All right. Uh, then coming up next, we got Jaden versus Rido. Uh, so Rido was the replacement for Sankola. Correct. Uh, that just happened, unfortunately. Uh, can you talk about Rido a little bit? Yeah, Ryudo's a homie. Super positive guy. He streams uh, consistently, and he's been going hard on Guilty Gear Strive commentary. Um, I got to do TNS one week with him, um, so that, that was fun. Uh, he's a he's a real good dude, and he plays Faust. So I'm excited to see a Faust. Also, I think that everybody in the bracket plays a different character, by the way. Just to, to mention that. I, no I think way. that's true. No, no, no. no. I'll take it back. Clage and Spooky both play Anji. Okay. But okay. I don't okay. know if there's any other repeats. Dude, that's incredible. That okay. would actually be not intentionally done and amazing. Yeah. But that, it that's depends the, on who Sageam plays. Right. We can that's talk the about question. That yeah. So, okay. I mean, we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, Jade Lynn is the opponent for Ryudo. Uh, she's been doing a lot of BB tag commentary. She's super into that game. Uh, she's been doing that for well, how long? That game's a couple of years old now at this point. So she's been doing it for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's um, been a minute. Yeah, so that's super cool. Very glad that she could join us too. Uh, and I see her in the chat. So what's up, dude? I'm just gonna say that I'm gonna go with Jade Lynn on this one because I've seen her in real life carrying. I think it was Ruby's weapon, and uh, <laughs> that thing is really, really scary. And I think that <laughs> the scythe. Yeah, the scythe. So I think. Uh, yeah, I think she's got this over you though. So, <laughs> all right, all right. It's good as reason as any. Uh, uh, all right, cool. I'm cheering for Ryudo just because I want to see I want to see Faust. I want to see Faust go deep in the bracket. That would be sick, no doubt. Uh, all right, let's talk about the next one: Sejam versus Raph. So, yeah, Sejam is another one of the top two seeded players that we have. And Correct. he is looking really strong. I mean, I'm sure everybody in here has watched him on his stream, and he he kills it, dude. I mean, and he's been a strong player in a lot of games in the past. Like he's a guy who, you know, back in early KI was making top eights. Uh, back at like kind of mid injustice was making top eights. Uh, he he could be a player who would like make top eights and stuff. Yeah, if that I mean, was what he wanted to do, he would rather commentate. So he he's not entering tournaments, but like he definitely yep. is the skilled enough player to do that. Yeah, I've always said you know one of the things that was kind of a, a shame about him going into commentary is honestly he could have been one of the top players you know on the planet. I think, but definitely you know, talented. As as a result, he's one of the top commentators on the planet. So you know, sure. but you know, the question is, which is which role is more important, though? Ooh, that's the question, right there. So. <laughs> Steve, yeah, Nightwing's gonna show up all of a sudden. He'll play Nightwing today. Yeah, uh, uh, he uh, he plays Soul, but he also plays Gold Lewis. And Tubble, you think he's gonna play Gold Lewis? 
Yeah, yeah, I do. Hey, James, can you change it back to the view so we can see the bracket? We oh, asked oh, and David. oh, for you guys. Uh, yeah, 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 you're right. Yes. Sorry, that's my Thanks. bad. That's my bad. Um, so I, I do actually. I think I think Sejam is going to play Gold Lewis a majority of this tournament until he runs into Ryan Hunter, and then there's no way in hell he's picking <laughs> Gold Lewis against Axel. There's sure, no okay. way he would do that. Okay. Dude, I actually uh, want to. I, I, I think he's going to play Gold Lewis. However. However, I did get some new intel on Sejam today. Okay. Being the hmm. Sejam fan that I am, I always tune in at 3 p.m. Central, uh, 1 p.m. Pacific time, okay? I always tune in to Sejam stream. And he was talking about Commentator Cup today. And he was like, guys, let me tell you, I got I to gotta stream, and then I have to take a break, and then I have to run out and do some errands that I have to do that day. Then I have to come back, and I'm going to stream Commentator Cup. I'm going to be so tired. So, you know, now, Sejam might is, – is he going to be too fatigued to perform well I mean, at the, Commentator the, Cup? I mean, I think the hardest thing is that, I mean, apparently Sejam sounds a little like Chris Seglia these days. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, what an impression. That's my stage jam impression. Nice work. (laughs) All right. Yeah, we're going to have the jam. Going up against Raph. Uh, Raph, we also had on the program, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago at this point, maybe. And he's been somebody who's been into gears. He told us, like, basically since XX, or maybe it was X even? Since ever. Or maybe it was just original gear. Yeah, uh, since, since forever. So he's got a long history in the series. He's still playing it a lot. He's been commentating it a lot. Uh, I, I know, know we got Sejam at number two. All right, like I think we're expecting. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honest, it, like Raph's a great guy. Probably looking for Sejam to move on in first round. I, I mean, but here, here's here's the thing though. Raph is taking this very seriously. Raph has been tweeting saying, "I'm not streaming this week because I'm training for Commentator Cup." Oh, let's go! He hey. is he is taking it very seriously, Yo. and I'm not sure how serious Sejam is taking it. Yo, I mean, okay. like obviously he's going to come and try, right? But I don't think he's like studying matchups like that he's going to run into for Commentator yeah. Cup. At least I don't imagine he is. Uh, is but Rap seems to be taking it serious. And okay. he, he's that's a, a threat. That's a threat to the number two seed. He's, he's a longtime Guilty Gear player, dude. Raph is really, really good. So That's what I'm saying. It, it could be a challenge for, for Sejam. All right. All right. Well, we got Spooky up. in the next one versus Romanova. Y'all know Spooky. Uh, he, like I was talking about Callisto earlier, he's been streaming for forever, and that also means that he has to be, have been commentating forever uh, <laughs> since the very beginning. He's somebody who's had success in the games in the past. Um, made ninth place at EVO, if I recall correctly. Uh, that was like a dozen years ago, so correct me if that's wrong, but I believe he got ninth place. Uh, and he has been a good player, for sure. He's been playing a lot of gear. He is playing Anji. And then you got Romanova, who has, you know, had quite a path in the FGC, a bunch of different games at this point, having come in yeah. on NRS games, but now having commentated, I don't know, Dragon Ball. A few, a few others. Yeah, for sure. Most, mostly, uh, most particularly Dragon Ball. I guess that's true. Uh, she's been playing a lot of Strive, though, since it came out, as, again, basically all of us have. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost like the game is fun. It's weird. It's a fun game. Yeah. Look, Spooky, I think, you know, he's just got a lot of that hidden talent. As you said, like, oh, he's always been one of the best at, like, Melty Blood and everything like that. So, you know, I'm going to give this one to Spooky, uh, but we'll see what happens here. I don't want to I don't want to sleep on a Romanova here. I think uh, she's got a pretty good chance as well. 
Ebonic Plague versus Meta Ape. So Ebonic Plague is our last seeded player. He's, he's in the top four. Yes. Yeah. And very worthwhile. Okay. So like other people here, he's commentated a ton of different games. I don't know that you could easily like put him into one. In fact, I've got, I actually counted this up because we had him on the show and I counted up all the games I've seen him commentate in the last two years. And it was like 10 or something like just within the last couple of years. Uh, so he's been absolutely everywhere commentating, but he also keeps playing and he and he has been winning stuff and he's been getting into top eight. Yeah, he's been bodying fools. Dude, he's super legit. Yeah, he's beating Reynolds in tournament, etc. And he's, yeah, he's, he's putting in work. He's a he's a legitimate threat to this tournament. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing about it is when you read his Twitter and, and, and how he talks about what he's doing, he sounds more like a player than a commentator right now because he's like, I'm trying this out and I'm doing this and, you know, right. I'm practicing this and I've been trying really hard. And dude, I mean, yeah, he's going to be kind of scary in this. 100%. Uh, Meta Abe uh, has been commentating for a long time too. You might know him best for King of Fighters, but he's done a bunch of other stuff as well. And he's been playing Guilty Gear for a long time, so it's not his first Guilty Gear either. And he's had success. He's had good placings in tournaments in the past. And in this game, I know that he has been playing it a bunch. Uh, I feel like this. Hey, you know, hold on a second, guys. What, what what's happening? I don't know. Uh, well, we'll let him do what he's got to do. Uh, as far as this matchup goes, Plague, again, is one of our seated players, but I do feel like there's a chance. I just haven't seen Abe play this game enough, but like I know he has right. talent, and it wouldn't be as big a surprise to me if he showed up big time. All right, hang on a second. I am going to give us just a couple of more minutes here. There we go. All right, cool. Um, and then to round it out, we got Proxy versus Sharpie. This is the match that they wanted to play. So, all right, we rigged the bracket. That's right. We rigged We're it. allowed to do that, okay? Yeah, man, that's fine. Proxy we're so, we're, we, we have the ability to make Sonya go up against Kano at the very beginning just to get that taken care of, right? <laughs> so. Proxy Bro, somebody came to my door banging on it trying to give me some shit to vote. Like, listen, man. I already know who I'm voting for. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> well, Golly, actually. at 8 o'clock at night. All right, We're talking sorry. about Proxy. Talk about Proxy for us. Proxy is dope. Proxy plays Potemkin. Uh, Proxy is, like, really, really came up as a... Or, uh, not a streamer, sorry. As a commentator recently with TNS. I mean, he goes yeah. hard on Marvel 3 commentary, which is obviously his favorite game. Uh, but also Strive. Like, I mean, he's there every every week putting in work, and I think he's really, really coming into his own as a commentator. However, I don't know how his Potemkin looks, so he might be in trouble with Sharpie. <laughs> we'll talk about Sharpie. Uh, honestly, I've never seen her play Strive. <laughs> but she is a Skullgirls player, um, so therefore, you know, she's going to have a good mix. She's going to have solid pressure. Uh, that's, I, You know, Potemkin doesn't have a lot of good wake-up options, so if he gets knocked down and schmixed, it, it might be curtains. Now, here's my question here. I want to take a look at this. Uh, I mean, for a pick, I'm sorry, uh, for a pick between these two, I don't want to pick. I just want to see, I just want to see Carnage. Yeah, I just want to see blood. Yeah, I just want to see blood. (laughs) But uh, let me, let's go through here really quick. Who does Ryan Hunter play? Axel. 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 Hell Pockets. Do we know? No idea. I think Geo, though. I would assume Geo. That's the most KOF character in the game. <laughs> I thought he played Kai, but I could be wrong about that. What about he might uh, be. Saki Sakura? No clue. 
Callisto. Uh, he plays Kai, right? Yeah, I thought I thought Chris had played Kai in the past. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Callisto uh, plays Kai for sure. Clay's plays yeah, Anji. Plays Ski yep. plays. He plays Geo. Geo. Right? He plays Geo. He plays Gold Lewis. Those are right. the two he plays. Do we know who Jadelyn plays? All right, Jadelyn, you're in the chat. What do you got? What do you got? What are you yeah. bringing to us? And do you know who Ryudo plays? Faust. Okay, uh, Faust, so and she plays Kai. She plays Kai. Say, Jam, so many Kais are in this bracket. I was so wrong about Soul, not repeat characters. Soul or uh, Gold Lewis. Gold Lewis, yeah. Who does Raph play? Uh, no idea. Axel. I don't know if he's playing Axel in this game, though. Okay. Spooky plays Anji, Anji. he said. Raph plays Axel, Anji, according yeah. to Klage. There you uh, go. Romanova plays Milia. Abonic Plague. Who does Abonic Plague use? Soul. 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 Ugh, dirty soul. Uh, Meta Abe. <laughs> Abe, I haven't seen play. Okay. Me either. And Proxy's a Potemkin. And who does Sharpie use? Uh, I want to say Geo, but I keep saying Geo, so now I feel like yeah, everybody's Geo. playing Geo according to Tubble. Yeah, yeah, everybody uh, plays Geo. <laughs> Everyone's a Geo player. <laughs> All right, so we're about to finish this topic. Who do you like? Who do you like for the whole thing? <sighs> That's a hard question. Who man. do you like for the whole thing? That's I a am hard going, question, man. I am going with Abonic Plague. Let's go Ooh, Abonic let's Plague. Go, let's go okay. Isaiah. Let's go Isaiah. Okay, okay. That's my that's my choice right now. Knowing knowing the characters that were just named, I like Ryan Hunter now. Previously I like Sajam. I like Ryan Hunter now. Interesting. Hmm. Dang, dude. I was going to say Ryan Hunter. Man, I, all right, fine. I'm just going to stick to my guns. I like Ryan Hunter. There you go. There you go. Wow, no Sajam fans in here. I That's actually terrible. Can't I thought you were going to say Sajam for sure. That's why I felt comfortable in no, saying man. Ryan Hunter. I, I, th I think well, because, of the, because of the matchups now in the bracket. Yeah, that's why I, think, I, I was think thinking Axel Ryan Hunter. Makes sense. That's oh, the whole so reason I was thinking about it. Someone well, says that Sharpie used to use May, so it could be a May player. But, uh, oh, okay. man, Thanks, we should have discussed this ahead of time to make sure we all pick different people, right? I mean, that's the way. It <laughs> no, I was kidding. No, this, yeah. this, is, this is the way it really works. So, okay. This is real life. All right, there you go. Hey, so no again, one picks Satan. Okay. Well, you know what the thing about it is? I think all of us didn't want to go for like one of like the like. Let's just go with the the Sajam obvious pick, right? So I, I think, think it's Ryan. But okay, who's your underdog? Who's your don't you're you're not looking for him? But who's gonna do well anyway? Mine is gonna be Ryudo. Who makes a deep run? Okay. If 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 he if Saint Cola was still in there, it probably would have been spooky. But now with Ryudo in there, I think it's going to be Ryudo. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, even if he goes to losers first round, I think Raph has the chance to make a deep deep run. Okay. Okay. I say Ski Sonic. Ooh. Okay. Okay. You're just and picking your friends. I might be picking my friend. I don't know. They may all be friends of mine. You don't know. You don't know who I'm friends with. Tubbler. Uh, I'm trying not to pick the ranked players in there. So I mean, obviously, I think that the top four are going to make runs. Like that's why we put them in those in those positions. Right. Yeah. But. Obviously. All right. Cool. Let's pretty move sure, on. Yeah. Pretty sure most of these guys are friends, except for Hell Pockets, because that guy, when you commentate after him and put on his headphones, I mean, that's just not cool. It's just <laughs> not drenched. cool. Let me Not tell you, cool. if you see that he's commentating and then you and your co-commentator are coming around to fill the positions of the two people who were just commentating, you walk to the side of the table that the other person was on. You do not walk to the co to the hell pockets. Bro, sometimes they don't give you a choice. Sometimes the production is like, hey, you sit there. That's true. And you're like, that's the, the hell pocket seat. How dare you? 
All right, I'll never uh, forgive you, Seglia. Let's move on here. Oh, All right. Cool. Welcome back to Orgrimmar. So let's move on to the next one. <laughs> thought it was right. the Goblin Slums. It's the Goblin Slums in yeah, Orgrimmar. But that's you know, gonna be there's a Goblin Diaspora. You know the All Goblins. Right, yeah, you, know, whatever, you, know, you know what Blizzard's deal is. But again, yeah, the, the, the Commentator Cup is going to be this Friday. You guys want to yes. check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a good time yeah, there. Yeah, please so. come by. Uh, uh, we, we, also, a- we also, I just want to say real quick, we are going to, there's a Matcharino, obviously, yep. uh, that'll be live and is live now, but it'll be live during the tournament. But also, we're going to give 50% of our subs to the pot for Commentator Cup. So yep. anybody who subs during Commentator Cup, which does fall under September, we're going to give 50% of that back to the players. Correct. Mm, nice. Got it. Uh, that's matcharino.com slash T slash commentator cup strive. If you want to go check I it out. I think you made a bad URL, David, because it should have been commentator cup strive. Oh, Oh one. That's I actually it. asked if we can reuse this James. Yeah, oh, did I thought you? about the same thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And did they say yes? No. No. no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then where's the 001, David? Oh, okay. Let's anyway. be two. That's fine. Too late. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. Anyways, let me reset the timer here because we were not talking about. Thanks, Investigation Arclino. Code. Here you go. Yeah, you can also do exclamation point Matcherino in the chat and you'll find out exactly mm, what we got. Sweet. All right. Okay. Again, let's move on to the next one. And did it work? Uh, I don't think it did. I don't think that exclamation mark Matcherino worked. So uh, I don't think you have that set up, David. Yeah, investigation can put that in. Oh, he put that oh, in. Not oh, a okay. I'll set that up during the middle <laughs> yeah, of the, the break. Um, <laughs> I thought I had set that up. Arc Revo 2021. If we can move on to this one here. All right, guys. There was an announcement trailer, and there's some info. So Arc Revo, of course, run by Arxis. Uh, it's the pro tour for their games. In the past, they've had, you know, all their games. Grand Blue, BB Tag, mm-hmm. uh, Rev 2, BBCF, Undernight, like that has been in the past. This year, it's only Strive. It's only Strive this year. And they're doing it for three regions, North America, Europe, Middle East, and Africa, which is EMEA, people call it, and Japan and Korea. Yeah. So those are the three regions. Uh, as far as the timing of this thing, in North America, that's where we have the most info. It starts December 11th. The finals are in March. There are five qualifiers for USA, West, Central, and East, and for Mexico, and for Canada. There's five in total. And there's a $30,000 prize pool. Uh, we don't have that ma- that much info for the other regions. We know that EMEA starts in October, and the finals are in February. Mm-hmm. Japan and Korea just says February 2022. Like We don't have any more info <laughs> than that at the time. Sure. So, uh, that's all we got for now. Uh, all the qualifying rounds will be online. There is a chance that the regional finals will be offline. They basically say, well, they explicitly say it depends on COVID. You know, you guys know the world. Right. Yeah, of course. Hopefully by that time, at least in some regions, it will be doable. But we'll just have to wait and see how it turns out. Deal. Exactly. Uh, Anyway, there's the news. What do you guys think? I think that the wasn't there. There's so there's there's like the East Coast, the West Coast and the Midwest tournaments, maybe like the Southwest as well in America. It's I uh, think USA West, USA Central, and USA East. That's my favorite thing. It's the Midwest finally has their own sections now. <laughs> For so long, they were either bumping us West Coast or East Coast. And no matter what, we had bad connections. Not that that would probably be a problem with Strive, but just yeah. in general, thank you for recognizing the midwest is actually a thing i mean it's just it's i mean it's 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 happening because you know you're finally getting some decent players 
right? I mean, so we can. <laughs> Does, does someone from California really want to talk about that right Yeah, now? I know, right? Cali can't talk right now, dude. Cali can't talk right now, unfortunately. So we, we got to hold that uh, currently. Uh, but in my, in my view, as far as the regions go, I was surprised to see that they were split up in that way. USA West, USA Central, USA East, Mexico, Canada. We, we could play. Like, I've played with people in Montreal on the complete opposite side of North America completely fine so i'm actually i'm surprised to be honest that they have split it up that much yeah but i, I mean know, I, I, I don't surprise to me i don't think it's a net code thing i think it's just oh, okay. a i just think it's a region representation thing i think they yeah, just want to that's what i think because so also the other thing too i mean look i joke about it but midwest has always been like a hotbed for guilty gear right i yeah. mean you've got Chicago some of the best particular. yeah you've got some of the best players uh, coming from, I mean, Elven Shadows from there, right? Uh, Black Snake is from there, and yeah. there's just been so Lewis, many. Texas. Um, yeah, there's yeah, been so Houston. many amazing players. Yeah, Texas as well. Being in that region, Texas has always in been Central, a hotbed yeah. for Guilty Gear. So uh, I think it's just right to have that division, in my opinion. So totally, I okay, Can fair enough. More? But as far as the other regions go, I'm surprised that it's like Japan and Korea and not. East Asia, or that there's like not like an Asia, and then there's within it, okay, like maybe one of the small regions is Japan and Korea. Sure. N- another one could be Southeast Asia or whatever, right? There's a big region there with a lot of people, a lot of players. So mm-hmm. that is a bit surprising to me. And I think it's great that Europe, Middle East, Africa is there, but I'm also surprised that more of Latin America is not there because there's definitely a ton of Guilty Gear players in South America. Mexico's in, in this. Um, which right. is, by the way, cool to see that they're in North America, which is geographically accurate. Uh, but as far as the the rest of Latam, like they're not, and that is, I don't know, that's that's a disappointment to me. Well, I mean, as she said, the Japan and Korea stuff isn't fully announced yet, yeah. so maybe they're splitting that up some way, or maybe they're planning to add to that. Who, who knows? I but, hope so. Yeah, yeah, I, I would hope so as well. All right. Either way, good job splitting up North America. <laughs> appreciate that much all right anything else to say on this one i'm gonna participate oh let's go okay all right i'll try i'm gonna do do my best commentator cup there you go (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah all right well let's move on to the next one then all right Ooh, yes free marvel versus capcom 2 the hashtag has been going around. Everybody's seen it. Hashtag free MVC2. We haven't talked about this on the show yet, but it's something that has been kind of like going on for a little while at this point. Uh, Tubboard, do you want to talk about this? Yeah, sure. Uh, so this basically started with Max being himself. Yeah. Uh, he did this with Killer Instinct a few years ago now, trying to mm. revive KI. Uh, and so Max took notice to all the people trying to find ways to play Marvel vs. Capcom 2 in the year 2021, and it's difficult. It's hard. You ha- basically have to emulate the game. Um, I mean, now there's emulators that'll let you play in rollback and, and things like that. You know, Things are advancing, but still, you shouldn't have to go through all that just to play the damn game. Uh, so he made a video saying, free MVC 2, why can't we download this on modern consoles? Like, they're all, they're all backwards compatible. Let us play it, you know? Uh, and that turned into articles and that turned into tweets and of course you know went viral and normal maximilian stuff 
Yeah. Uh, but now there's news outlets saying that the head of Digital Eclipse has been in talks with Disney to make this actually happen. Uh, so there's actual traction possibly behind it. Obviously, we don't know what talks or discussions or whatever. We don't know what that actually means, but it didn't sound negative is the, the thing right. I'm taking from it. I don't think it sounds negative. Yeah, I would just maybe slightly phrase it differently rather than the studio head for Digital Clips talking with Disney. It sounds like he's been talking with some people who work at Disney and Capcom. Right. So okay. just a maybe small semantics di- difference. But right. in my mind, talking with Disney is like more of a corporate higher level discussion. <laughs> sure. And the other sure. one's like, hey, hey, friend who works over tweet. there. Like, what do you think about this? I think it's more than that. DMs, but, you know, um, but it, anyway, nothing official as far as we're aware. Um, and in right. that interview that Digital Eclipse Studio had Mike Mika had with Shack News, uh, he said, among other things, that you know he knows that people in Disney and Capcom have seen the campaign to get Marvel 2 uh, back into things. He knows that there are people inside those companies who want that to happen. He also says that there might need to be a lot of legal research to make it viable because right. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of maybe licensing problems and that that itself actually might be as much as the budget of well, the game. David. Well, oh, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. happen to know a lawyer. Do you think maybe he he could look into <laughs> that legal stuff? I, I don't know. Do you know him? I think you might know him. I could totally look into it. Yeah, of course. I am a gaming lawyer. You're very right. And if you want to yes. give me the equivalent of a video game budget to do that, <laughs> I, I would love it. I'm at no cost sure. to myself. Look, my I'm, at thought, no cost to myself, yes. My thought process right now is MVC2 coming back would be perfect promotional material with all of the speculations and rumors that Shuma Gorath might show up in the new Doctor Strange movie, we could have Shuma Gorath come back with Waste of Flesh. Like, I really want Shuma Gorath to show up in the movie, cross his arms and go, Waste of Flesh. Like, that, that would, would just be, be the sick. coolest thing. But, uh, I mean, it's perfect time for that cross-promotion. Like, you know, when they threw Rocket Raccoon into MVC3 before we really knew anything about him, right? So this is, like, perfect, I think. This is the perfect opportunity. I mean, dude, on the other hand, if you think about the roster of Marvel 2 and the characters that are actually (laughs) popular in the MCU, there's, like, very little crossover. Very little crossover. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that character? Who's this silver guy? I mean, X-Men are coming. Who? Like, there's just all these characters. X-Men are coming to the MCU, though, guys. This is not a secret. It's officially announced. Mm -hmm. Fantastic Four has been announced. Not that any of those characters are Marvel 2. But just saying, the Fox entities that used to be are coming. So why now put out this game with all these old X-Men in it for $19.99 on Steam? And then all <laughs> Thanos, of a sudden... How come Thanos just has bubbles? I don't What's know. I don't know what that about Why does he throw bubbles? No one knows what that's he about. Didn't you, didn't at all. you see? Didn't you see? He turned Star-Lord's gun to shoot bubbles, remember? I really, I really hope it, that was a reference. I really that hope when I saw that at first, right I was like, there. that's Marvel too. I always hope that was a reference. <laughs> I had not even thought about it. Uh, but anyway, also, that's not like a normal Thanos thing. He's not just throwing bubbles at people. <laughs> I never thing. understood it. Uh, dash whatever. roundhouse bubble. Dash roundhouse bubble. <laughs> yeah. Dash yeah. roundhouse bubble. Dash roundhouse bubble. And he's still a useless character, baby. 
Not great. Um, oh, look, it, it would it would be great. I mean, I think we're all on board with the idea of Marvel Two being re released. That would be super great. On the other hand, I mean, look, just right as a blanket statement, awesome. Let's make it happen, right? Like we're all be really happy right. about that. It also, I would be not sure that it would make a ton of money. Okay, to be honest, like there are people who are our our age, Maximilian's age, who played the game and are and have nostalgia for it, and then there are some people who play competitively. And I don't think either of those is a long list, to be honest. Dude, you should just just like make it come with a bunch of coupons for like Denny's or something for all the old people. You for know, the I old think, people, yeah. You know, I think that would senior work. citizens discount. Yeah, so you already get a senior citizen discount. That doesn't stack, all right, man. Calm down, man. So I don't know. I don't know if I imagine that it would make it make anybody a lot of money. It could make enough money to make, you know, whoever does the porting like be able to pay for that like that seems plausible to me but i wouldn't expect it to yeah. sell a ton they, they would get paid up front by, but yeah, i mean by of course here's the question though i mean there was a group that tweeted at digital eclipse showing that they were making 3d models using the guilty gear style based off of mvc2 and they were like we want we can help with the graphics people have talked about is there a chance for you know balance changes etc no. etc look if this game comes out again, it's just going to be a port. That's it. Yeah. And that's what it should be. It should be the same. It shouldn't yeah. be different. It's I mean, be good netcode. Honestly, the way yeah. that I would, like, maybe put in Justin's ratio mode just as a side mode just for fun, right? You know, I think that would be cool as a side mode. But if there is a rebalance, the way that you would rebalance the game, again, is that you wouldn't touch any of the top characters. Leave them as broken as possible. Throw in the... Maybe make some changes to the old characters, but always leave the original version playable and accessible. Because a lot of people will balk when Felicia becomes all of a sudden like the strongest character because they accidentally I mean, discover she has some stupid like Sand Splash Infinite, you know, and like... They did that for HDR, and I don't feel like HDR was a huge success, was it? Like, well, I don't think that matters. If, 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 if the person on HDR actually listened to people who wanted to make well, the change. But what you know, but the original that? game is on there. You can play ST on HDR. The original graphics With the original sprites. With, yes, they are. Not the background. The whole game. Not, not, the the background. not the background. And That's the sprites fair. look kind of janky when you bring them back on so the background. So what, though? It's the same game. It just has an updated <laughs> look. It's the same balance. The same things happen. Like, that, that didn't matter for the sales for that game, I don't think. Yeah. Well, I think just, have... just port it, do it as cheap as possible so you can make a profit and then go, huh, maybe people want Marvel vs. Capcom. And then you announce Marvel vs. Capcom 4 and I can die happy. And then another thing, USF2, someone bringing up in the chat, was a different situation. They put some intelligent balance changes into there. And then they put in Evil Ken and Evil Ryu <laughs> with sure like you can. In- sure infinites you can. Sure and like 90% combos and yeah. stuff. And it was like... Who are and they're you, playable in ranked mode. Who are you making yeah. this market for? Like, who who was the target for this? You made intelligent balance changes to control schemes and stuff, so Zangief won't walk up and green hand by accident. You threw in this new tech system so people could tech holds and stuff, and then you broke the game by adding these two. Like, so it wasn't made for the pros, and it wasn't made for the casual. Like, what? Who? Dude. It was made for anybody who wanted so to play mad, Evil dude. Ken. I so bought it, I can tell you that much, but I only played it a couple of times. Dude, I, I think I bought it when I was like 
on the road somewhere and I downloaded it on my it might have even been in Japan or something like that and I downloaded I was all excited I couldn't yep. do anything on the Joy-Cons and then I noticed Evil Ken and Evil Ryu were stupid and that was the end of it I've never touched it GG. since look I hope that Marvel 2 comes back that would be great speaking yep. of lawyers I've heard that there's a free way to play that game on the internet with rollback netcode I heard that that's I heard that's available. So if you really want to play that game, you sure can. I mean, do you, you, think, know, it's, do you, think, you can do you, play it. Do you think that would fly? Cast some, uh, just you know, some doubts on that or something like that, right? Oh, so. legally? Yeah, legally, everybody who does that will go to jail for at least five years. Forever. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Yep, yep, you're gonna go to jail. That's the law. You. I'm telling you, as far as you know, no. that's true. You don't know. You don't know the law. I'm, I hope, you know that I know the law. You don't, the, know. I don't know the law. I, mean, I, I hope people on the internet actually caught what I just did there. So, I mean. You, you know. don't know. All right. Well, moving on. We got to get Clage on here. Yeah, we do. All right. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we will get Clage, one of our top four seated players for Commentator Cup. Let's listen to the amount of trash that he will talk because I've known Clage, and he is always <laughs> one of the biggest trash. T- no, actually, he's not. Okay. So. But we'll be right <laughs> back, guys. That doesn't sound like him, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back, guys. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Tuesday show. We have our guest here for today, and that is going to be Mr. Clage, who is participating in the Commentator Cup this weekend. Welcome, Clage, to the Tuesday show. How are you doing? Good. Good to see you all. Don't uh, haven't seen the fighting game homies much for the last couple <laughs> years, so it's good to at least see faces, something oh, that's reminiscent of, 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 you know events so yeah it's good to be here how y'all doing doing well man thanks a lot for coming on to the show thanks for being part of commentator cup as well yeah absolutely Uh, so i always think it's nice when we start having a guest first bring them on let's just ask them about their background so how did you how did you get into the fgc how did you get into fighting games maybe and then how did you get into the more competitive side of fighting games yeah um so uh, as as James and, and a couple of guys already mentioned, uh, I'm a dinosaur. Uh, I grew up. Uh, <laughs> I was born in the early '80s and grew up a '90s kid. So you know, arcade, Street Fighter II. I was there when it happened. Um, just like everyone else, the first time I you was there. you do a, a Hadouken, you're just like, oh, oh my god. Um, so you know, instantly, instantly hooked to fighting games. You know, Street Fighter II was the first game I asked for for my Super Nintendo when I was prepubescent child, and uh, so you know, grew up with all my friends. We played, you know, whatever got ported, and even here in you know Central Iowa, we had arcades for a while. And of course, they died out here a little bit quicker than you know, over on the West Coast and such. But, you know, I loved fighting games from the jump. And uh, once I got into late high school, early college, I was actually working at Software, etc. That's GameStop. And a lot of the people there were fighting, you know, like, yeah. you know, local fighting game. You think you're good at stuff because you've never remotely played anything competitive and 
you know, like I, I thought, uh, you know, Akuma, Gambit and Spider-Man was the greatest MVC two team of all time. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But we used to hold gatherings, you know, played a ton of ton of that, a ton of, you know, the PlayStation Alpha three port, stuff like that. And um, ironically, I stumbled into Guilty Gear via uh, I was writing reviews for games in college just as a fun side gig. I, I huh. found from a message board I was writing game reviews and uh, I bought DMC2. And as most of you know, DMC2 was not exactly the greatest sequel follow up right. ever made in history. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I knocked that game out in like three days and did my review. And I this was back in the day when you could still take a new game back to software etc slash GameStop <laughs> and just be like yo I'm done give me something different because they were just like that's fine we don't care it's within a week and yeah we all know how that got them in trouble but right. uh it just so happened that the week I had finished that up one of my buddies who I worked with there had brought up he was still working at the shop and we used to always get the the demo tapes they used to play for stuff that was upcoming <laughs> right, and all that yeah, stuff for the sure. TVs yep yep in the yeah. CRT in the corner exactly mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and uh, this was at a time where, you know, this was like, you know, 2002, the PS2 had kind of got off and running and it, it the world was all 3D. You weren't seeing sprites yeah. anymore. There was no handmade artwork anymore. You know, polygons were looking pretty or so we thought, you know, if you go back, yeah. look at a PS2 now, you're like, <laughs> oh, my God, I thought this was the future. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but there just so happened on one of the demo tapes was this 2D fighting game, Guilty Gear X2, as it was released in the US. And I'm like oh, wow, this looks freaking awesome. And so I'm like, I'm going to grab that. So I went and picked it up, and we started playing it, and I just I fell in love with it instantly. It looks, <laughs> And you, you never know, returned it to software itself? No, I did not. It, <laughs> still, it is sitting on my shelf in my office right now. That exact copy is still there. That's uh, so cool. And, but it was just like, you know, at that point, I'd n never seen fighting game sprites like that. You know, they're, they look low res now, but those were... 480p fighting game, you know, PS2 sprites running yeah, beautifully. For sure. And so I, I got into the game and and at that point, me and a lot of the guys I worked with were doing like a weekly meetup Friday nights where we just play a bunch of fighting games, a little bit of everything. Nobody was really good or, you know, really competitive. But that was also at the time where the internet was actually kind of bludgeoning out to where you could find stuff if you wanted mm -hmm. to research things and mm -hmm. i stumbled onto a little site called srk <laughs> and site trailer for uh evo 2002 and from there i'm just like wow people just play this for like money and stuff this is rad and uh being in iowa i had to find the nearest arcade where this happened which happened to be the family fun center in omaha nebraska mm -hmm. so for <laughs> My entire first six, seven, eight years of playing competitive fighting games, if I wanted to play Guilty Gear, I had to leave the state to play human beings. So <laughs> I did regularly. And yeah, that just kind of. How went long is that drive? Went, uh, for, to Omaha's not too bad. It's about two hours. Uh, not know, too and, bad. Yeah, no, it's pretty yeah, far. But okay. I'm from the Midwest. Unless you hit six hours, it's like, that's nah, fine. We'll, yeah, that's I know. I mean, let, I mean, let's face it. That's what. Uh, uh people were doing even just to get the super arcade right i yeah. mean we drove yeah, an we hour that. we drove practically two hours to get there too yeah yeah so you know uh, went and played at locals in omaha eventually started going to midwest championships at nickel city in chicago mm -hmm. going down to st louis um you know i wasn't a big tekken head which was the game in st louis but they had we had really strong guilty gear players down there and in right. columbia and just became a fixture in the Midwest and ended up meeting some of my closest friends to this day from 
you know, hovering around. Ended up going to my first Evo was, in fact, uh, Evo Moment 34. I was in that room. That was my very first Evo. My very first opponent in my Guilty Gear pool was Daigo. Um, <laughs> You know, that was my that was my introduction to Evo competition. Dude, uh, I got him down to ten percent in one round. That was that was my takeaway from that. <laughs> I mean, he got he was super good at, at gear at that time. Oh yeah, he, 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 he won. Yeah, he won that he won, like, year. He won it. Yeah, he won, he won, he won like yeah. the first two or three years he entered mm, there. Yeah, um, he, yeah, he was good. Because I mean, we didn't know how to fight Soul. <laughs> Wild throw into eighty percent dust loops, pretty right. good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, but yeah, I, that was my first Evo ever. Was in that room. I, I will never forget. Um, my it's one of my buddies from Omaha. Right? Oh. Yeah, um, I I tell people I'm like the video doesn't do it justice. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like it felt like an earthquake. I'm like, oh, is this what California is actually like? Cool. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm so glad you said. It. I tell people that like you had to have known people outside the building could probably hear yes. it. It felt Absolutely. like the room was going to fall apart. Like, that's yeah. how crazy it, it, it was. It is yeah. one of the most thunderous, like, crowd noises I've ever heard. And I've been to, you know, concerts, huge sporting events and stuff. I, yeah. I don't know that I've ever heard anything quite like that. But I'll never forget, I was standing next to to my buddy Simon Yu, Yu Young from Omaha, oh, yeah. who was... uh. Uh, pretty blitzed at the time, but he was, you know, <laughs> Omaha was known for third strike. That was their game yeah. forever. Yeah. Very, very talented players there. So and I just remember him. I can't remember who he was standing next to, but he nudged him and he's just like, Justin better put a fireball in front of his super. And then two seconds later, just tap, 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 tap. I'm just like, <laughs> are you a savant? Like, <laughs> uh, it is like, it, that's my personal, like, piece okay. of the evo 34 moment but just right. the, i'm like well he would guess he should have put a fireball in front of that super <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah that's uh that's how i ended up in in the fgc i just that's so cool i stumbled into guilty gear because of uh devil may cry 2 being kind of a half-ass sequel and decided to start driving around and yeah now i'm around here all the time using my old man voice to teach people <laughs> about guilty gear and all that fun stuff so well what what about fighting games interested you so much i mean what aspect of it you know, was the strategy was it yeah. the characters i mean what what was the draw i i mean i i've always been kind of a a naturally competitive person but i was definitely not an athletic kid um mm. and so like i i love the idea of that it's like you get to play one-on-one but it's virtual you know it's there and you get to do these really cool you know Street Fighter 2, the original, it's like the idea of a combo was like, you know, jump roundhouse sweep. Like, but it's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, look how much damage that did. You know, just throwing yeah. a fireball or anything like that. Uh, and so it just kind of, it just clicked with me off the bat. I was, I had played video games since I was three years old and my dad set me down in front of an Atari 5200. And so, you know, getting to, to do these competitive, fun, you know, 1v1 kind of thing... And like I said, there there's just something that you had to experience of going to an arcade in 1991 and seeing 12 Street Fighter II cabs all, mm-hmm. you know, clustered together. And, you know, can't, I can't even fathom the amount of money those things made, you know, in the heyday. <laughs> you know, the lines were unreal, you know, so I mean, it just I, it, it just grabs you. You know, it's funny because like, you know, you said you lived in that era. And one of the things I always like to talk about is like people who weren't in that era don't know what it was like with Street Fighter Mm -hmm. 2 and like just how much it 
took over the world. I mean, yeah. you were saying how much money it made. The UCLA Arcade, the only time they had to do collections twice a week was because of Street Fighter 2. Otherwise, the cabinets would fill up, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, it just it drew me in. And, and then once I, I found the truly competitive side and saw this, like, oh, my God, people... Like there's there's all these aspects of the game I had no idea existed. You know these high tech combos and these complex team. You know for me the assist button in Marvel versus Capcom two was uh oh yeah I accidentally hit that instead of you know fierce like kind of thing. You know and then you see your first video of of you know Strider Doom and you're like I I'm sorry what um, <laughs> and, you know it, it's just like it's like opening you know the covenant you just like oh my god there there's this is limitless you can learn you can learn forever as i quickly found out that um there is there's no end to the learning or the improving in fighting games and i think that's probably the other thing is as long as you're still having some enjoyment playing it you will never get bored or run out of things to do playing fighting games there is always something to work on that's really interesting because I think about that. It's hard to have that experience these days of playing the game, thinking you know what you're doing, and then all of a sudden seeing the best fight. Because we we have so much easy access to the best fighting yeah. game players these days, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, oh, I mean, with all that said, you know, you, you competed for all these years. Um what drove you to start commentating then? I mean, you you sound like you're you're relatively competitive and I mean, commentary is competitive, but it's a yeah. different type of competitive, you know. So, it's not in the, same I, so the honest truth of it is um, basically when Frosty Faustings was still a wee lad of a tournament stuffed in a nickel city, <laughs> um, you know, there was it, there came a time where it was getting down towards the end. And, you know, it, those tournaments weren't huge, but it was nothing but killers in those old Guilty mm. Gear brackets. You know, the skill level relative to, to the number of players there were no slouches anywhere so going one and two or two and two meant you might have lost to the you know two of the top eight players along the way because there's just not you know a 60-man bracket back then is gigantic uh, so you know it was one of those i think i had an okay run but not a great run and it was the first time that they i can't i think it was callisto but i think it was the first time we'd really attempted streaming faustings instead of just you know recording video and uploading it to youtube and all that and he was just like hey you want to commentate i don't have anyone i'm like yeah sure i'll give it a shot and <laughs> sat down and you know took me five six seven eight games to even go wow how do i talk about this in real time this game's so <laughs> damn fast <laughs> um but once it kind of started clicking, I'm like, this is really fun. Because I could always talk about Guilty Gear and strategy mm. and all that stuff. I, I, I will freely admit I've always been a better teacher and discussion person than I am a player overall. A lot of that had to do with being a region, you know, before Rollback Netcode existed, where if I wanted to get matchup experience and play games, I had to leave my state. Like, and that's... Not a trivial thing to do as much as I did it and love the game. Uh, and, you know, with at that point, uh, when Faustings started streaming regularly, we were five years into Accent Core's run at that point. And I was kind of burnt out playing Accent Core. Uh, mm, you talked, you know, right. you, you talked about I've been an Anji player since I started playing Guilty Gear. And that is not his best game. Vanilla Accent Core, he's not a terribly strong character. And it, mm. I, Accent Core is a 
pretty grimy game with some pretty grimy characters. Yeah. And so, you know, <laughs> I went from I went from my one moment where we had Guilty Gear XX Slash that we played for all of nine months in the States where he was actually a very <laughs> good, strong character and that it was just like, ah, just kidding. Um, and so I was just kind of disillusioned with playing a character that I love, but just I felt underpowered, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that just happens sometimes in games. And commentary, I was like, well, I don't think I'm terrible at this. And, you know, there was no nothing to really gauge back then. You know, if a, a thing was streamed, it's like, oh, wow, they're actually streaming this? Cool. Uh, and so it just kind of became a regular thing I did is I'd be like, hey, you want me to commentate? And, and then it was a couple years after that that we got the announcement of Plus R and Xrd, And I got my love for guilty gear brought back and i'm like i'm gonna start doing tutorials for people because you know this is the first time guilty gear has gotten a modern release excerpt was you know it's like oh guilty gear was a niche game for a long time even yeah. through accent oh, corn it's uh -huh, day uh -huh. you know yeah. like tournaments were capcom tournaments first and anime games a very distant second um just, and just so a, just to tell her, a, 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 a story to kind of uh, illustrate that the year that we wanted to run the latest uh, Guilty Gear at Evo that was only out in Japan, uh, basically, we the Evo staff said we could do it if people donate Japanese PlayStation yep. 2 consoles. And how many did we ask for? Four. We asked for four consoles. Yep. And then we were able to run Guilty Gear at Evo. Ooh, wow. Yep. That's I just, remember that. That's yeah, the, for... Because Reload never got a proper American release until, like, way later on the Xbox. Right. of all things um and yeah so i knew it's like wow this is guilty gear is not doesn't have to be the side game anymore it doesn't have yeah. to be this niche thing it could be something that could you know just the look of exord when it dropped i mean that alone was going to grab people's attention you know it's For just sure. you know that first trailer you see what look like brand new incredible sprites and then the camera rotates and you're just like, I'm sorry, could you roll that back for me real quick? <laughs> um, and so I'm just like, this is going to be a whole new world of Guilty Gear. So many new people are going to try this out. And I wanted to, to do something because, you know, I jumped into competitive fighting games with the series that a lot of people consider an incredibly difficult series to play for better or for worse. I feel like a lot of that myth has somewhat been toned down over the years because there's definitely been some upplay of, Oh my God, XX is the hardest game ever. I'm like, no, I've tried to play Marvel. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but it had that stigma and I'm like, there needs to be more material out there. And I was already starting to stream on my own because of, of GDQ and speed running. Well, not even GDQ at that point, but speed running and just enjoying streaming on my own time. So I started making tutorials for the series and prep for Exert and and then Exert came out and my character was nowhere to be seen in the first version <laughs> or the second version or the third version or <laughs> anyway. Um, and, and, to, and with Exert, I definitely found myself gravitating more to the commentary and the teaching side just because mm -hmm. one, I had a huge character crisis. It was so hard for me to play the game without Anji. Um, I've played almost every character in Exert over the years. I, I finally settled on Heyhoon for the last few mm. last few years of it and had a good time, actually. That's who I played when I went to Japan for the first time and got to go to Mikado for a couple weeks. Mm. Um, and uh, But I, I never didn't have that same drive I had with, with the XX series. I, right. wasn't, I wasn't hell-bent on winning and getting out of pools. 
Um, you know, I wanted to, but I didn't want to enough to put, to invest the time and the skill level shot up so much with Exer, <laughs> just like it has shot up again now with Strive because yeah. there's, there's just so many good players playing the game now. Um, and so with that, you know, streams weren't just a thing that was cool to do at the events. It was, you know, expected. It was necessary. And that was a huge part of any fighting game tournament post X, you know, by the time Exo was out, everything was streamed, you know, Wednesday yeah, Night Fights is going sure. every week, you know. And so it, I, for having sat down in the chair just of my own volition for those first three, four, five years of Faustings when it was smaller at the the smaller venues, we weren't even in hotels yet. Um, you know, Elven Shadow was just like, hey, do you want to just keep doing commentary? I'm like, yeah, man, I'll do as much as you want. And so that just kind of became the thing. And <laughs> nice. um, once I had the time to start going to other events again, you know, I got to, I've gotten to work at Combo Breaker. I've gotten to work at Evo, which is awesome. And nice. And, you know, uh, it's great. I, I love doing it. It's a great time. And I, I like I said, you get to work with so many cool people. That's the fun part. And I think that's the cool part of of commentary is the challenges the first time, even if you know someone well, like, you know, the first time I worked with you, James at Evo, we'd never commentated together, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. obviously I'd seen you commentate and it's like, okay, you know, but you still have to get that feel going. And and I think that's a fun challenge is learning, not just how to commentate the game well, but how to work with your co-commentator. Well, Uh Um, one of the biggest things. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that obviously drove me for a long time and super enjoyed it. And it, it worked well, well, because I was spending so much time, in speedrunning and then working for GDQ that I didn't really have the time to be a, a top level player. Like it just wasn't really a, enough time for it. So, but commentary is something that as long as I kept my knowledge up of the game, which I always do, cause I'm always watching it, uh, that fit the bill. Um, and so now with strive, my character's back. So I'm actually trying again, but I'm also, <laughs> I'm also teaching and coaching and, you know, obviously there hasn't been a lot of live commentary since strive came out for reasons, but uh, yeah. we'll worry about that down the road. Now, one of the things you, I mean, you've hinted at this a little bit mm-hmm. and, uh, we've talked about watching the best in the world playing stuff. Uh, GDQ obviously is like mm-hmm. one of the, I mean, it's the celebration of video games and video game talent. Uh, how did you get involved in GDQ? Because the one GDQ I went to, I remember seeing you there and we hung yep. out for a little bit and stuff. Uh, how did <laughs> so- you get involved with GDQ? It it's it's kind of funny because this is this is why I and I've told this story when I'm streaming once in a while. This is why I, when anybody asks, I tell people that Guilty Gear is the most important game in my life because Guilty Gear led me to meeting people from the speedrun community, specifically Josh Funk Dog, um, who was okay. doing a lot hey, of speedrunning, uh, a lot of speedrunning, a lot of tool assisted runs back in the day. And, uh, you know, I I remembered him from old Midwest crew, but we never really chatted. And uh he was at a tournament I went to um, down in Tennessee, and we started chatting about speedrunning because he had started streaming at that point. And I had always kind of, you know, I'd watched runs on Speed Demos Archive back in the day and thought it was really cool. You know, as a kid, I loved doing like time trials and Mario Kart and stuff. Okay. So just kind of yeah. gravitate towards the natural, you know, like, oh, man, how quick can you beat a game? That's kind of cool. And, <laughs> you know, talk to Josh and watched him more and then eventually i was like why don't i try this there's games i loved as a kid i could speed run and before i knew it i was streaming speed runs and eventually it ended up with me going to gdq and doing a run and then because of you know working the commentary slash you know helping out run brackets kind of side of tournaments i ended up just 
being volunteer staff, because when I first started going, you know, paid staff wasn't a thing. We just we just did it. You know, we took time <laughs> right. off, took time off to go do it because, I mean, who wouldn't want to go raise a million dollars for charity? My first yeah. ironic, it's like my first Evo was Evo moment. 34 my first gdq that i went to is the first time they broke a million so i guess i just need to go make my first <laughs> events for if you have a big event you're doing and i haven't gone and you want something cool to happen i guess just get me there and maybe you'll get well, lucky good thing you're <laughs> gonna be part of commentator cup then be right yeah exactly. i know right <laughs> premiere exactly. for commentator cup yeah. Exactly. Uh, also, um, by the way, uh, you know, I, I do want to clarify. I know most people probably know GDQ games mm -hmm. done quick. A GDQ yep. awesome games done quick. Uh, the 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 speed the big speed running uh, mm -hmm. organization that does all the charity work. And yeah, yep. you guys have raised millions and millions of dollars yeah. in the past few. Do you have any world records speed? Running? I do. I um I still have uh, Castlevania Bloodlines is my main game. I've run it for eleven years. I actually just. I've been working on with COVID. Obviously, I don't do much. My wife is a nurse, so I extra take caution oh, and just don't dang. go anywhere. Um, I have I've been a recluse pretty much since February 2020. Yeah. Uh, you know, gained some pounds, lost some hair, as you can tell. Gave up gave up that fight mid <laughs> mid pandemic. Hey man, same. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I've actually been been working on all this year on. I I wanted to give all the categories proper recordings and and updated strats and all that so i've actually been going through and doing both the north american japanese versions with both characters and all three difficulties so oh, 12 dang. categories that i'm trying to get, uh, right. get every every world record updated and i'm through Sick. seven of those um but i hold uh every category i've run in that game i have the world record for there's three categories i'll be doing next you know, hopefully in the next few months I get it done. We'll see how long it's it takes. So sick. <laughs> um, and I hold a, a few co-op world records with friends. Uh, my buddy PJ and I hold the Batman Forever Super Nintendo world record. <laughs> um, I can never, I, people are always like, man, speedrunning probably hurts your hands. I'm like, it's not that bad, except for Batman Forever. That is, that is a handbreaker. Um, wow. Play a, play a platforming beat em up with the Mortal Kombat 2 SNES engine and see how your hands left <laughs> uh, that's yeah i was about to say that was the terrible uh digitized fighting yep. game like the brawler game right yep. yeah okay um but yeah Gross. that um yeah one arcade record uh ninja baseball batman which is a rare beat em up uh from uh uh what's the company name i can't remember um it's a it's an interesting uh mid 90s beat em up where you play as four robotic baseball players yeah, that uh, game is actually sick. I've watched and, a lot of speed. And me, me and wow, my okay. uh, my three yeah. buddies, uh, we have our Twitch team, Team Poor Life Choices, because when we're <laughs> together, stuff breaks. <laughs> I just um, like that, because that means you have two Batman games that you're... I that do, you're... <laughs> yeah, ironically. Ironically, but yeah, we did, we did that a long time ago. Um, but that one's still held, and then uh, um, I've dabbled in other games. I've held a couple other records that have since That's been cool. improved since then. But yeah, no, still... Still mostly just the one game. I, I'm a one-trick speedrunning pony. I'm the I'm the master one technique, and that's all I can do. And if you can stop that, well, then my Shonen anime run comes to an end. So. Uh, <laughs> but, I'm yeah. curious if you see any similarities between getting good at ask. a fighting game and yeah. getting good at speedrunning. Absolutely. Um, yeah, okay. the, uh, so they're both, uh, they both subscribe to the main core idea. Uh, the more you put in, the more you get out. The more time you invest, the better you get. The and a big similarity that I found is that fighting games, I like to tell people, I'm like, investing time is important, 
But if you're not investing it well, or you're not paying attention to how you're learning or what you're learning, you can invest a massive amount of time and actually not get better because fighting games are really, really cruel when it comes to not caring about your feelings, not caring about your improvement. If you're not, if you're not learning what your bad habits are and what you, what you can be taking away from your losses, your wins, anything, your time in training mode, you won't see improvement. It's mm -hmm. one of, and it's why I say, you know, it's probably one of the most difficult competitive genres to get into because you can't just invest time. Uh, you have to invest time wisely, but you still have to invest a lot of time if you mm -hmm. want to become an elite player. And, and yeah. speedrunning is kind of the same thing, but you get the luxury of you don't have to adapt near as much because your opponent is a computer. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously, you if you are willing to learn enough, and, and speedrunning tools are so advanced now Dude. with, you know... Yeah people using the tool assisted tools just to go in and ram watch and learn things about the games, how the, yep. how the memory works, how the RNG works. And, and so, but routing and practicing and speed running is very, very similar to going into training mode and practicing your setups, practicing yeah, your combos. Sure. It's a lot of sense. repetition. Muscle memory is incredibly important in speed runs, especially runs where there isn't a lot of deviation or RNG. Mm. So they, they are, there's a lot of holdover both and there, there's a reason that a decent amount of fighting game players have dabbled in speed running and vice versa yeah. um there there's a pretty solid amount of crossover between the two communities and it it, it kind of works the same way you see someone perfect something it's like seeing someone who's a, a character specialist and play them for decades and you just get to see it in uh, an art form out of it it's kind of well, the same way let's talk about that let's talk mm -hmm. about the crossover Let's talk about perfects. Are you going to speed run your way through this bracket on Friday? <laughs> I'm going to try. I it's so it's interesting. I've been playing. I played Strive a ton online. This will actually be my first tournament uh, just because for the first couple of months, I'm not going to lie. I'm old and I get impatient and I did not want to deal with the lobby system trying to. <laughs> sure, sure. I'm just for sure, dude. It, it was going to be, you know, I get in three times get disconnected have to load for five minutes it's i'm i would yep. have forfeited it's I not just, the best i just you know i i've said i love guilty gear i love arxis to death i've said many times they're damn lucky that net code is as good as it is <laughs> this game would have been in trouble but it was the like, monkey's paw dude it 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 with this lobby system with old net code, uh, I don't think we would have near the enthusiasm <laughs> nope. for strive right no, now of course no nope, uh, not even a little bit i um, wouldn't even be playing it so uh, but you know, when, when you guys asked me to do this, I'm like, this is a really cool thing because you guys talked about, you know, people know commentators for commentary and what they don't know is that a lot of us are good commentators cause we're also very good players. We're kind of nice, but, <laughs> but as you also mentioned, it is almost impossible to do both consistently yeah. and do well. You, you kind of, mm -hmm. especially at live events, you pretty much yeah. have to take your pick. Are you going to sit in the commentary chair or are you going to sit in pools? It's yeah. it's really really hard to do both. Yeah. Um, I mean, I used to enter every Evo, and I finally mm -hmm. stopped entering when commentary became, you know, the the bigger focus. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and because they both require, you know, uh, commentators. We love to talk about mental fatigue for you know long major tournaments. You know, the yeah. the mental drain of playing in pools that might take six seven eight hours and then the next day you're playing in top 64 and 
you know, you make a deep run, that's a lot of mental fatigue. Commentary can be the same way. If you have, you know, <laughs> you end up with 16 hours of shifts over a, a three-day major, like, you you have to pace yourself. Like, yeah. and, yeah, you man. know, especially because you want to, if you're commentating late in the weekend and you're commentating finals or top eight, you don't want that to be where you've run out of steam. That's where you got to <laughs> ramp it up even more, which is why it's like anytime I, I you know top eight comes up and i see my co-commentator it's steve i'm like okay cool the hype's taken care of i don't <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be fine we're good here <laughs> um, sure. so but y you know they do they, it, it takes i i think play, being a player is probably more mentally draining just because again yeah you are is. you are consistently adapting to incredibly strong opponents who are there to stop you commentators are there we help each other we're not actually yeah. competing against one another Speak for you yourself actually... i'm dragging you bastards down <laughs> <laughs> okay everyone else oh, yeah, you're, not, you're not competing well, unless like you said it's competing for the not hell pockets chair yeah. uh, you know, then, uh, then, it, then it's like all right blind pick rps me come on let's go um uh, but chris <laughs> I do want to ask real quick, I know we're out of time here, but I know when Strive first dropped, not only was the lobby system frustrating, but playing Anji was very frustrating, right? It was. Where yeah. do you stand on Anji now with the buffs? And, you yeah. know, do you feel like he's competitive now or do you feel like he still needs some more love? I don't feel like anybody's uncompetitive in Strive. Um, it's just how how much do you want to have consistently winning matchups? And the nice thing about strive is it's a big damage game and big damage games do shrink the matchup chart a little bit because mm -hmm. no one is ever out of it and you know <laughs> you do not leave someone with a magic pixel and strive that's a real bad idea so uh he i actually I've, I've been doing a lot of content for youtube something i've never really done but I, like steadily updated my youtube because there were so many people wanting on info and there's just no one doing it because he wasn't popular. He was he was very very undertuned, and he still kind of is relative to the cast, in my opinion. But so I started. I did a video on you know what I thought he needed, and and they ended up giving him a lot of the stuff I thought would help. But uh, he he kind of has the same problems he had before, which is that his offense is still a little too linear and a little too easy for reactive play to work against Anji's mm -hmm. a character that if you play patient you really shut down a lot of his best options he kind of yeah. he's a he's a high risk high gamble character and if you don't lean into that gambling he can kind of struggle um he's definitely better he stay he's you're more likely to sneak in a reen or sneak in a hop and a grab here and there <laughs> than you were before because you can do them without making them block fuji which is something right but <laughs> his his big problem right now for me is that he's still not great in neutral and winning neutral is ungodly important in this right. game because of the the nature of the defense and and the damage in general um and his frame data is very subpar compared yeah. to the rest of the cast i i've kind of i tell people with strive there if you want to be a good character there's three things you usually need to have you need to have good buttons you need to have good frame data and a command grab and if you have at least two of those, Damn. you're probably a good character. And if you have if you have three, you're probably an elite right. character. So yeah. and um, Anji has half of those with some okay buttons. Because yeah. I mean, he's one of the six frame characters, right? Yes, yeah. and being yeah. a six frame character, there should be no six frame brutal. buttons. Yeah, that's brutal. That's you know, you can kind of you can kind of justify it for a character like Axel. That that's kind of the whole point. If someone gets to Axel, he's supposed to be in trouble. Like. Right. 
Um, Fair enough. You know, that's the one character <laughs> that I'm like, you can kind of justify it. I still don't think anyone should have a six frame be their fastest button especially in a game where Anji, especially yeah. Anji. Yeah, no, I mean that was his. That was what the character was designed around. Was he had really he had a he had good buttons all around. His kit as a whole is fantastic, but he had no magic buttons. You had to use the right one for the right situation. Um, there's no three frame stand kick on Anji. So, uh, <laughs> but so I, I think he doesn't need a lot more to be very competitive, to okay. be a very scary okay. character. Right. Um, I think a little bit of frame data tweak might be enough. Um, but like we'll a see. Three frame stand kick. <laughs> right. Um, but we'll see. I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, don't, don't take too much stock in Strive 1.0. Don't even take too much right. stock in Strive yeah. 1.2, 1.3, 1.4, because Guilty Gear isn't Guilty Gear for the long haul until at least the second version. Yeah. Which, you know, I, sense, yeah. I, I'm kind of sad we probably won't see Strive regulation to, you know, whatever crazy Arxis name. It's <laughs> right. probably going to be Strive Season 2, and I'll be like, that's, right. Right. that's right. not right. Like, <laughs> it's got a it's gotta meme. What are you doing? Yeah, it's got to be Strive but, Regeneratory or something. Yeah, <laughs> but, but until Arxis adds all those characters and adds whatever inevitable system mechanics or system mechanic alterations, we're not playing the Guilty Gear we're going to be yeah. playing in two years yet. That's not here yet. You, just go look at Exerd sign and think about what that yeah. game was like and <laughs> and set it next to rev 2 and you're like oh god we played that game <laughs> <laughs> i just also want to say uh, you know when you were talking about how anji has to take a bunch of risks when you watch was it jisoo from from japan or korea jiro yeah yeah and he, and he just does uh rin 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 <laughs> rin yep. five times in a row overhead yeah. it's like minus yep. 16 and he doesn't minus care 16 and he lands it's everyone. <laughs> that's that's the nice part about playing a character you know has terrible frame data and has to take risks to win. You're just like, I have license to be a jackass now, so I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, if I play honest, I lose. So right. why would I do that? Oh, All right, man. dude. Well, um, looking forward to seeing you play on Friday night. That's cool. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And, and quick question: Where's Clage from? Where does Clage come from? I am from Central Iowa, capital city, Des Moines. So uh, most of you have no idea where that is, but it's pretty much dead center of the United States, more or less. So uh, I'm six hours from Chicago and four hours from Minneapolis. No, where does your handle come from? Not where, oh, where you is my handle from? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought where you meant does, literal. No, 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 no. Where does the, the name Clay... Where is Clay? Yeah, I, I was like, where's the story going here? Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. like, wait a minute. Des Moines, well, it's, okay. it's James, so I assumed it's either literal or a pun. So. Right. Yeah, you talk yourself, man. That's Everybody's fair. coming for you now. Yeah, That's uh, fair. Def- Nobody's coming to Des Moines. Let's be real. No, just truth be told, just old AOL chat room. I'm just like, just needed a handle. And I used ah, to, I used to write a lot in high school and I just liked making up names. And so oh, I dang. just threw it together. And that's, it's been there since 1997. Let's go. That's like cool, one dude. of the All right. most All right, controlled, selected. You actually came up with your own name. Wow. Yep. <laughs> Not many people have done that. You yep. know, it just became, else. became my handle. And, and I, I have an, to it and that's where like my my icon art and stuff comes from so that's awesome you know just just general 90s nerdy shit all right dude thanks a lot again for coming on yeah thanks for having me and we'll see you on friday dude good luck we'll see you friday all right thanks guys thanks dude
we talk about uh, how many of the things that he was talking about that are like direct analogs to my own life? <laughs> him, him picking his handle for AOL right here, uh, having the dad who brought home the console, and it was actually your dad's console, but you know, you as a three year old were playing with it. it happened yep. to me as well. Uh, picking up fighting games in terms of the competitive side in college, because we were both in college at around the same time, mm -hmm. more or less. Uh, that's that's cool. That's cool. There's not a lot of us of uh, that age, you know, who had all those. And actually, years. technically, your first Evo was the same Evo, right? It actually was the first Evo that I went to was yeah. that same Evo. You just didn't I go on Sunday. <laughs> yes, my friend did not want to go back. Yeah, I haven't told you the story. Yeah, yeah. My no, no, friend I know. And I, from from my hometown, uh, drove out to Cal Poly, and we were there for Saturday. And then he didn't want to go back on Sunday. I was like, "Come on, dude! Like, let's go. Let's go to the second day too." And he was like, "I ah, whatever." We didn't show up the next day, and uh, yeah, we missed the moment. Yep, it's true. You should have found a different way home, man. It's true. Brutal. Uh, rough. Anyway, all right. That was uh, that was the choice we made, and we had no idea what would lead from it. All right. Thanks a lot, Dan, for coming on. Let's move on to the next one. 5-5 five, five matchup. We have our own topic, and since we're trying to keep better on time nowadays, we're going to limit it to two 5-5s, five which means that we're going to be doing one for us. Uh, come up with by us and then also one from viewers rather than the two that we two normally viewers, do so that's yeah. the schedule well i mean i guess if there's a week where we can't come up with anything great we can take from you two from you guys too. <laughs> well that's what i mean yeah but if there yeah. is a question that we have that we we really want to talk about it yes and that this is the format we're yeah. gonna be doing all right here's what we're talking about you can see it below commentator versus player this old chestnut pops up again can one of you guys explain to me why it's the topic. Yeah, so basically, uh, the discussion came up again. You know, someone talking about the difference between being a commentator and a player and that the commentators are so much more privileged and blessed than the players. Held in higher regard. Yeah, held in higher regard, get paid more than the players and such. And then we had a couple of people uh, put out their own opinions on the topic, including uh, Rushdown, who said that he felt like commentators are 100% more important than the players are. And then uh, other people like Phenom tweeted back that like players are definitely more important. If you have the right players, my hamster could commentate it and it would be fine. Let's, uh, well, let's not just say players though, not players as a whole. The 0.01 top percent of top players, like that's that's what they're talking about. The the tippy top players, not right. not just mm -hmm. the entire FGC. Yeah, well, we're, we're talking about top players. Are you, I mean, I think you're right, but was that explicit in what Phenom wrote? Probably not, right? No, so, no, Phenom was saying, yeah, if you got the right play, like the, the players, right players. Okay. if you got the the best and yeah. most popular players, like a smug, okay. like, you okay. know, okay. like those guys, that anyone can commentate. Commentators are. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, what do yeah. you guys say on this one? Uh, I say everyone is wrong and stupid. Uh, the majority of people who are talking about this have no fucking clue what they're talking about. Um, yeah, it was it, like I, I don't I don't get involved in this stuff on Twitter. Like I don't engage in this type of stuff because it's so uh, it's so ill informed. The things that people say that <laughs> it actually it, it, like it gets me heated. Like I don't want to talk about it on a public forum with people who think they really know what they're talking about, but don't. Um, so I, I guess my, my biggest take from all of this is if people are actually thinking this, that commentators get paid more, that commentators' jobs are stable, that commentators get paid on time, that commentators are held in higher regard, 
ask us. Just ask us next time. If you think that's true, find a commentator. Find one. There's there's like a hundred of us. Find one. And every single one will tell you that they've been paid seven months late on a net 30. Every single one will tell you that they've worked for free. Every single one will tell you that things they were told they were going to get never happened. Every single one will tell you that they thought they were getting paid. And then three years later, they gave up on chasing the bill. <laughs> like this is not stuff that only players go through. The commentators go through it as well. It's, it's a, it's an esports problem. It's not a players versus commentators problem. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. And as far as as far as who gets paid more, even when you're you're talking about the sort of top level players versus commentators, um, it is true that say that you have a big event like uh, you know in, in Evo or something, everybody mm-hmm. who commentates that is going to get paid, but a little bit, and some of them will get paid more, but nobody gets paid a ton a lot right <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean so like the the most that i've ever gotten for an fgc event for for a weekend is a couple thousand dollars and that's that was nice i was happy to get that but that was also me working i don't know eight hours a day for three days i guess something like that yeah um so you know i was, I was putting in real work uh but that was rare and and in in general it's a few hundred bucks <laughs> if you're if you're a player um I mean that's true. If you're a player, then uh, again we're talking about this kind of like higher high echelon of, of players. Many of them won't get paid. The players who do get paid get paid a bonanza, two hundred thousand dollars or whatever, right? Like that's the the high limit of it. Nothing yes. like that exists for commentary. It's completely different. No. The, the, so, sort of in a way, it's a little bit more dependable, but because it's on the lower end of things, comparatively speaking. And for players, the upside is gigantic. But oftentimes you don't get paid when you go to an event, right? So there's just kind of the trade-offs there. I don't know. I wish that the players, that the tournaments were a little bit less, the sort of tournament model of economics where everything goes to, to the top. I wish it wasn't quite that skewed. But on the other hand, some players specifically want that also, yeah. right? Um, so, I mean, that's that's my kind of view on that. And as far as the the respect issue sort of who who has the better reputation i really feel like that's just a person by person thing that is not a sort of class of commentator or player there's players who everybody thinks are super cool are commentators everybody thinks are super cool there are players that a lot of people think suck there are commentators a lot of people think suck that's true right so it's Mm -hmm. and that's the case for whatever the role is a tournament organizer uh somebody who does media somebody who streams like that's just the case and yep. so that is much more about uh, who you are as a person, how well do you do whatever the thing that you're doing. That is not related to whether you're a great commentator or a great player. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a sort of separate question. Or that is to say, not related to the category you're in, it's related to whether you're good at doing that. Um, and, I mean, look, the commentary is... It is hard to be good at. I wouldn't say it's as hard as being a, a top player. To be honest, I mean, I've tried to be both, and I think I spent more time trying to be a top player. And I think that people who are top players now need to spend even more time than I was doing uh, 10 years ago, 12 years ago at this point. And so, yeah, I do think that that probably is harder. That said, it's a totally different skill set. And some players who are great at playing are real bad commentators because I've heard them do it. 
And, uh, some, and some players who were real bad at commentary at the start have learned how to be good commentators. That's awesome. Because it's a learnable separate skill that some people can figure out. Uh, and then there are players who I'm sure would just be great at it. I've heard some people be great at it. In fact, many of the people who are commentators now were players. And we have we like have made that transition, right? So that that is again, it's just a separate set of skills. It's not necessarily related to whether you're good at one thing or the other. There is a little bit of crossover. Hard to be a good commentator if you're ass at games, right? But like on the other hand, you don't need to be the best player in the world to be a great commentator. Um, so I just I I don't know. I'm not sure why this is a, a topic. Like why anybody needs it to Dude, be. It comes up like once every year. I know it does, but year. why? Why? And then why it extends to your tos get paid too much all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Which it, they don't, and you know, like comment, a lot, a, a lot of very ill-informed people. I, I should get paid big bucks. I they mean, they should, but they don't. They don't. You know, I'm no. gonna say. I mean, like somebody in the chat says, you don't even have to try, and you still get paid as a commentator. That is hundred percent false. Right. Yeah. I mean, one, what most day. commentators don't get paid like for sure. Yeah. I was talking earlier about like a specific major and there right. are still some <clears throat> some pro tours, some weeklies that pay many don't. So a lot of the stuff is just free. So you're, you're actually not getting paid at all. Yeah, you don't get paid. But here's the thing, right? Even at the start of this whole thing, I used to do think that commentary was probably the least important role between TOs, players and commentators. I always did think that, you know, commentators were probably the least vital piece of that because without TOs, you can't run anything. Without players, there's nothing to run and there's nothing to watch, right? Uh, the thing about it is my view has changed a lot recently, especially with the way that we're changing with a lot of these regions, right? Because for something like CPT, you know, we are commentating regions and events of players that we don't know, right? A lot of these people we actually don't know, and it really does take the commentary to kind of drive that thing. And then the popularity of games... I think is very highly affected by the commentary as well. Like, for example, Tekken 7, you know, was gaining so much steam and popularity at one point. And if you don't think that has a lot to do with Tasty Steve and just how infectious he is and, you know, how much fun he is and how that rubs off on Rip and Markman and everybody else and everything like that, you know, the commentary definitely helps a lot. Uh... Fighting games are hard to watch, you know, as much as you want to think that they're not hard to watch. But there's so much subtlety going on because there's fighting games, I think, have a lot of things to talk about that aren't showing up on screen. You know, there's a lot of things that don't happen that commentary can cover. Oh, he chose not to do this because the last couple of times he got shimmied so this time he didn't try to throw so you notice that and i think like those kind of things are really important as well so i really do think the I, I, like i said i used to honestly believe that the commentators probably had the least important role but at this point in time i feel like uh it's kind of shifted a little bit and i do think commentary is very important because yeah there is there's like david said there are a lot of times you watch some in fact just recently i heard some people complaining about bad commentary at a, at a major uh, just this past year, actually, and how it affected the, the, the stream, you know, and it, it can make a big difference. Um, I mean, if you're I, a top player like Phenom, then you don't you, you are less likely to be watching for 
the commentary because you know everything. You yeah. know probably more than the players do, than the commentators do. Like you're a world expert. Not many people in the whole world know the game better than you. So you don't necessarily need commentary, but that's a very niche perspective. And, and I think for many of us, even people who do know the games well, commentary can add a lot. But if you're him, I get that you don't particularly need the commentary. You can have your hamster do it because you know everything anyway. That's fine. That's not the case for most people. Even people who know the game reasonably well will probably still hear something different. Or even if, not, even if it's not factual, even if it's something else, like a joke or a story or whatever it may be that the commentator adds, that can still add value. Anyway, both roles are important. So weird that this comes up all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. It's just stupid. I don't get it, man. Yeah. yeah. When, when, We're on the same team here, guys. In when conclusion, the most important actual, the, the, the job that is actually the best regarded and actually pays the most is neither. The answer is content creator. The answer is content creator. <laughs> actually, Giuna had the best tweet. He said the people who get paid the most are the ones who vulture all the matches and put them all on YouTube. Like they make the yep. most money. They those guys for sure. Do the, the replay paid, vultures for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, for content creators, whether you come at that, uh, obviously, there are a lot of people who want to be content creators or who are and are making a little bit of money. There are not that many people actually making a lot of money doing it, but it nope. does have probably the most consistent like amount of high money that you can get hard to do to be clear and luck involved and yada yada but like that is something that is probably the the best of whatever right. it is and you can come to that from commentator and you can come to that from player and you can come to that from whatever side because it that those aren't the categories that are against each other in any way they're just <laughs> complementary they're all important well, I'm coming from the side that wants to move on because we're All like right. 10 minutes past yeah. our time. I mean, really the one thing talk. I also just on. want to address real quick is right. the idea that commentators can spin the narrative, basically, and kind of tell the... That's our job, dude. Like, that's what people do in all competitive things in basketball and sports and football and hockey and stuff. Like, Yeah, if you want the narrative to not be that you're an asshole, don't be a dick about things. Yeah. yeah <laughs> real, real, real easy for the narrative to not be negative about you. Don't be negative. <laughs> exactly. It's on you. It's all weird, right, but it all works. Right. All right, one weird trick. Let's move on to the next one. This is the part where we let you decide what we're going to be talking about. Do you, by chance, have the poll? I just put it up on the... Oh, created the poll. Not yet. I am Okey creating dokey. the poll right Whilst now. Whilst you do that, I will read the questions out. Number one, will the new Melty Blood save the FGC? If you were Number two, if you were to create a fighting game, how would you go on developing the rank mode? Number three, describe what your ideal tournament looks like. No restrictions or limitations as far as budget, location, games, and people. Dang. Four, everything has GGPO, and I wish I could learn every game, but I can't. How do I trim down my to-learn list? Uh, Uni and Melty and Gear. Oh my, Fight Cade and Flycast bring oldies online. Too many good games, a tear finds my eye. How many is too many games to try? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Number five, Capcom, Arxis, NRS, SNK, Arika, Bamco, Type Moon, Nintendo, Sega, Rare, Lab Zero, and French Breath all vanished through a time tunnel with all their games. Lost to history. What remaining fighting game series do you now main? Six, what is your favorite option select? Is there a point at which too many option selects make a game unfun? The poll has been created. Type exclamation mark one, two, three, four, five, or six to vote for your the question that you want. 
If you are a subscriber to our channel, you can vote twice. So that is the power right there. So let's get this going. We will not let it run for too long. Again, we're only answering one question. So if one question takes a decided lead, I am going to go ahead and just cut it off at the, that point in time. And right now we have two questions that are very, very closely tied. Oh, no, one of them is pulling away. Mm -hmm. One of them is pulling away. Oh, no, it's the lead is shrinking. <laughs> the lead is shrinking. All right, cut it. Cut it? Yeah, cut it. All right. If I cut it right now, the poll has now been closed. The winner is question number... Oh, God, the poll is tying itself. Hang on a second. Oh, come on. Really? It ended with a tie. Hang on. Keep voting. <laughs> keep, voting real, keep voting real quick. Keep voting real, real quick. quick. Real quick. Look, I'll tell you right now, the two that are winning are number two and three. Vote for either two or three. Ooh. Vote for either two or three. Because they All have All right, eights. you got 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And three is in the lead. So let's do the number three over here. Interesting. That is not what the one that I would have expected here. But let's actually get this in here really quick. All right. Ooh, Describe what your ideal tournament that. looks like. No restrictions or limitations as far as budget, location, games, and people. Uh, okay, wow. What my ideal tournament looks like. No restrictions or limitations. Uh, I don't know if I want to make big changes. This sounds silly, but I feel like I'm pretty content with things. Uh, if I could just, like, what if you gave, you know, Combo Breaker um, 1x bet money without them having to have a shady, horrible sponsor? <laughs> like, what if, you, what, you know, what if you got WePlay money? Um, that would be cool. And what I would guess is that a lot of it would have the similar feel already. But, like, on the other hand, you know, people get paid more. The stages are probably fancier looking. Maybe there's smoke machines. Wow, smoke machines. <laughs> you know, whatever. Just some some esports e extra glitz. Whatever the AR uh, technology that they had at WePlay. That kind of stuff would be cool. Just just a mix. I mean, I don't want anything that is brand new. It would be, I, whatever, try it out, I guess. But what I'm immediately thinking is... I really like grassroots-driven fighting game events, and I really like invitationals that have very fancy budgets. And what if a grassroots fighting game event had a fancy budget? That's like my whole uh, ability to think about what I'm looking for here, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, Kubo. you basically took my answer. My Pyrotechnics! Answer my ideal tournament. giant screens, like... Oh, yeah. Already happened. It was Combo Breaker 2019. I can't think of a better tournament that can happen. I mean, it was it was it was Fighting Game Land for 72 hours. Well, longer for me. I get there early, but you know, it's Fighting Game Land for 72 hours. There's arcade cabinets lining the hallways. There's setups in the pool in the pool area. There's yeah. electronic video game setups. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, like it, it, there's people plugging their laptops in to play whatever game on Steam throughout the hallways. There's everything's 24 hours. It doesn't close. This is like fighting game Vegas. Like it's it's ridiculous. Like it doesn't it doesn't get any better to me. Like it. Well, I mean, look. I mean, the, the glitz nice? and the glam and stuff. It does. I don't. It doesn't do anything for me. I like the. I like the the look of Combo Breaker, how it was. I'm not even sure the Combo Breaker can ever top itself in my brain. Combo Breaker 2019 is like the perfect weekend to me. It was it was the best tournament. It was a great one, no doubt about it. But I do think it'd be nice if if the glitz was a little glitzier. And it's not necessary. I had a fantastic time. But I like the grimy look. I think it fits. The grimy comp- look, okay. Yeah, you know the. What if what if know, they the had graffiti paid, look? Um, what if they had paid a thousand dollars for a Balenciaga white hoodie instead of just like buying a white hoodie at Kmart for? 20 uh, me and Rick would have words. We would have serious words. <laughs> but it's unlimited budget. <laughs> and then he would be like, "All right, Tubbleware for commentary, you're going to be paid forty thousand dollars." That would be sick, but you better not be selling Balenciaga hoodies at the Combo Breaker booth. Like that's that's an issue. That's not Combo Breaker anymore. What do you mean you have a streetwear thing out? As you know. Balenciaga is not street. I mean, it, they have streetwear. It's there, you know. It's like I don't know. If you go to a fancy restaurant, they have French fries. But come on. Like in conclusion, I guess I could come up with some absurd stuff where, like, you know, if there's an unlimited budget, why don't we go into space? It'd be cool. Yeah, just go yeah. I just can't yeah. believe you even said the word Balenciaga. I don't like. I've never even heard of that. It's a clothing brand. <laughs> Very expensive clothing brand. They just put out a Fortnite cross Fortnite situation, and it literally just says Fortnite Balenciaga on a plain white hoodie, and the hoodie costs one thousand dollars. Awesome. So okay. awesome. yeah, if yeah. if Rick sold something like that, that would that would be like Ricky sold out. Look, I mean, that's a problem. I'm, honestly, like. If you had unlimited budget, what would your ideal tournament look like? Space. I mean, for yeah. me, underwater fighting game tournament. A lot of it would be, you know, something to make sure there's something for everyone to do, right? I mean, the thing about it is, like, one of the best things about Evo as a tournament is that it's very good to be a spectator at Evo, uh, more so than it is to be a player at Evo. Uh, if you have a player, like, sometimes it just feels like there's not much to do, right? But if you are at Combo Breaker, that's definitely a better tournament for the players, not as much for the spectators, I think, right? I don't yeah, feel I don't give like... a damn about them. But see... <laughs> I'll be real, I don't care. This is my... <laughs> if it's my tournament, I don't... Yeah. Whatever. Right. But, but yeah, I know mean, you're, you're right, though, James. You're right. That's my yeah. point. So I would try to do something that combines it all together, you know, that gives people a good way to be a spectator. Like, one of the things that Combo Breaker did that was awesome was that the hallways were lined with TVs, and they were playing the different streams on them, and so I could... I bought an ice cream from the ice cream shop, and I sat on a couch, and from where I was sitting on the couch, I could watch Soul Calibur here, and I could watch, you know, Third Strike happening there and stuff like that. That was super cool to me. Um... You know, that's what I would try to do. I would try to create a tournament that 
balances that out. And yeah, uh, the glitz is actually kind of important because let's face it, when we are in the Mandalay Bay and you have an entire audience screaming about the same thing that everybody else is screaming about, I've always said that's one of the most fantastic experiences ever, right? That's just a really, really cool experience because you spend so much time getting excited about a fighting game and none of your friends know what the hell is going on, but then, you know, you're in this room, all of a sudden someone pulls some combo or you see Goichi block for like, you know, five minutes and like everyone else is like, what is the big deal is he just blocked for five minutes, you know, but everybody else knows how hard that is. And when you're in that room with everybody who knows how hard it is, you're just going, oh, 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 like the whole time, like that is an amazing experience. So, uh, I would like to create the glitz, but keep it as grassroots as possible, right? I mean, maybe Evo doesn't need to be run on fold-out tables with, like, you know, <laughs> with, right, with, okay. with hotel chairs and stuff like that, you know? Uh, yeah, it should be run underwater. Yeah, exactly. In we should In a terrarium, in, right? On the moon like, base. Yeah, on, on the moon in base. In an aquarium in space. Yeah, ah, and yeah, the, we should sick. be played on the moon, and the entire time, the speakers are piping. Like, the entire time, that would be the ideal tournament right there. And go insane. And I would also go insane. Also, the beach, but not whack exists. And it has. Yeah, it's first it's attack. First attack. Yeah. <laughs> it has existed. It's a great tournament. Yeah. But again, you know, that that's just kind of what it is. And yeah, you know, uh, I still would have it. So like, obviously, if you had infinite money, you wouldn't need the sponsors, but you still need the sponsor booths there. You still need like there's a lot of things like, you know, the the artist alley at Evo is wonderful for people. Because like I said, there yeah. was a, a point in time where literally we had people come up to the staff at Evo and they're like, we want to buy things. We're here because we want to watch and we want to buy cool fighting game stuff. And we looked around and there was literally nothing to buy. <laughs> right? So, you know, all that stuff kind of comes together. And it's interesting because a lot of people come from different views. But, you know, you, when you create a tournament like that, you want to create a tournament that caters to as many different kinds of people as possible. Sure. And so if I had infinite money, that would be my focus right there. So uh, that sounds like a great answer, to be honest. Mm -hmm. In space. In space, for sure, with the moon theme. Underwater. The also, moon I theme. like the suggestion that somebody had, where I think it was Fante, who said, uh, you buy the entrance ticket, and sticking by the no limitations as far as budget goes, if you buy the entrance ticket, you get a lifetime of free health care and a pension. Sick. Dude, that is, <laughs> dude, okay, best yeah, tournament be the ever. Tournament. Yeah, best tournament be the ever. Tournament. Nailed it. Be yeah. yeah, right there. Done, done, answers gone. All right, All let's right. talk about Stop some Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. All, yeah. All right, cool. Let's move on to the next one then. Uh, by the way, we should be quick on each of these because we are yeah, yeah, running yeah, out of time. Quick. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Guess what? We have seen gameplay breakdowns for Patrick, Ren and Stimpy, and Leonardo. And you can see my quick, succinct descriptions below. Patrick yes. is a grappler. Leonardo is default sword guy from the yeah. video game in Japan that you've never played because you don't live in Japan. Ren and Stimpy is not ice climbers. Those are the No, they're not ice climbers. They're an ice climbers. There's a difference. Is not an ice climbers. 
So you said Banjo Kazooie was an ice climber or not an ice yeah, climber? Yeah, for sure. sure why Banjo not? Banjo is an ice climber. Yeah. So why not? Definitely, sure. definitely Banjo Kazooie is or Duck Hunt. It's one of those. It's that kind of thing. They're all. They're, they're all the. Separable. They're all the. They're all ice climbers. And what also, about, what about Hungry Box called them ice climbers? So I win. So here's the question: Is Pac-Man an ice climber? Because of a lot of his smash attacks, he throw he sh- oh, hits you with Pac-Man. ghosts. He hits you with oh, the ghosts Pac-Man. all the time. Yeah, they're, they're not hanging out on his back. They're not controlled together. Their that's inside the, is whatever. That's that would be like calling a hot dokin an ice climber, James. And they already call everyone a shoto, so but that's, that's not the whole more point, confused. right? Because Red and Stimpy. That's exactly what the, they were doing. The exact same thing as Pac-Man would do. He throws ghosts on both sides. You know, he hits with other things. That's basically. It's uh, not we're running out of time here. We uh, we got to move this up. So yeah, Patrick's a, Patrick's a, grappler. a grappler, and he has a fart attack. So obviously, this is my day That's one true. main. Most likely, there's not like a dedicated zoner-looking character yet. Honestly, Leo to me, very boring. Doesn't fit. Very I think well he looks with the other effective. Though. I think he looks it's, strong. Dude, he's gonna be Marth, right? It's just gonna be yeah, Marth. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, that's what Marth. I'm getting at. Yeah. AKA, not interesting. Nobody plays Marth because they're like, this character's cool. He's effective, and footsies are fun. Playing footsies is fun. I could see myself playing playing Marth, but it's not like this character is such an interesting design. No, that's not the that's not the point of the character. Uh, so right. I feel like that's what they did with Leo. They even all these other characters have move names that are like little in jokes or references to the series that they're from, and his are literally like aerial slash, yeah. aerial slash, <laughs> jumping aerial slash. Like it was as very boring. Diving as kick. Yeah. Although yeah. the one thing that I really loved about Ren and Stimpy's design, though, was that he takes advantage of the strafe button. Yeah. Because all of his attacks have two directions of attacks, and the one behind does different things. Like, there was the one attack that can hit people hanging on the ledge, but it only hits backwards. And so, with the strafe button, now you can run up to people while facing backwards and actually attack them with that. I thought that was actually kind of neat. Like, what a what a clever design and taking advantage of your unique mechanic, which is that yeah, strafing sure. button. So, I think Same that thing was with- sick. Same thing with Cat Dog. Cat Dog has that kind of mechanic too, and I'm excited yeah. about that. Okay. Uh, as far as Ren and Stimpy's stage goes, great reference. It's the Space Madness episode from Classic Ren and Stimpy. Looks Cross like it cannot Pokeflies. be a competitive stage. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's basically yeah, Pokemon. Definitely Flux. not, yeah. Not, but not it's a cool idea. All right, let's move on. In King of Fighters 15, uh, James's longtime favorite character, Kukri, was revealed. What did you think? Uh, I mean, look, I actually have issues with Kukri. I don't like Kukri as a character. (laughs) So, you know, he has to be there because the story-wise, but he's the one who, in SNK Heroines, captures everybody and forces them to wear goofy costumes and stuff. And so, you know, I've always just like, eh. Good old... Yeah, so... um, But the thing is, uh, he's kind of necessary to the story. The weird part right now is what team is he going to be on most likely probably going to be with ash and potentially elizabeth because of the kof 14 ending uh but having said that he looks really nicely done he looks like what i mean it's just probably a testament that how much they're improving the the you know as the trailers go on because he's one of the first repeat characters that i think looks really really cool because even in fact in 14 you could never really see his face but in this one the lighting is a little different you can actually see more of his face and stuff, and he definitely looks like he's related the, uh, to the Braids the girl sand and stuff. Is, sand is highly, highly improved. 
I agree. Yeah. I agree. There's fire effects on some of this stuff, and it still doesn't look good. But the sand itself, I do think, looks a lot better. The sand looks much better. Yeah, yeah so that's good to see. Again, it's cool to see. So, I mean, I hope we see some of the, even the older characters look a little bit better after, you know, by the time it's released. I mean, I'm not holding my it's breath old. on some characters, but, you know, hopefully, hopefully so. But the crazy part is we're getting towards the end. They said 39 characters and we only have like maybe seven, six slots left. So it's it's getting down to it. And uh, the craziest part is it probably means that... Um, uh, there's not going to be a Kim Capwat, which is one of the most interesting ones because he's one of the remaining perfect attendances mm. in King of Fighters. And there's a chance that Kim Capwat might not show up. Or I should just say Kim because apparently he's not Kim Capwat anymore because that's all a real, right, all right, all right. That's a real well, human. Right. Yeah. A real human. So they have to. Right. Um, I'm sure there's a Ken Masters out there. What does that matter? <laughs> Probably is, yeah. Uh, Undernight in birth news, kind of. There's not a ton to talk about on this, but it's cool. Uh, The studio manager, Nobuya Narita, and composer Raito said that they're working on the next installment. I put the quote down there at the bottom in the tweet from Raito. We are working on the next installment of Uni. Yeah. So, very cool. That happened. That's a thing. First one came out nine years ago. This will be the fifth installment, the next one. I mean, it's a series that over the last few games, a lot of people have come to really enjoy. So I think that's great. Roll back net code, please. Right, right. Yeah, they code, haven't please. said anything about that. It's not, there's no, there's nothing more than literally these couple tweets. But yeah, you, you would hope that there's going to be rollback, yes. Barely an announcement. Right. Yeah. But right. I mean, again, if that game doesn't have rollback, it's DOA, so... Correct. Getting in there. Let's move on to CPT Japan 2. Briefly say that there was a tournament, and it was a Street Fighter tournament in Japan, which is, uh, as you may have heard, pretty good at Street Fighter. And it was won by a player who's been playing fighting games for a couple of years. Uh, that's SNB Higuchi, who played with Guile. And he lost to and then beat in grand finals FAV Sako, who is... More than twice his age, tw- over 20 years older than him, is as old as you can be and have been and have been a little kid, I would think, when fighting games came out. Like, that's the max. You're not older than Sako and, and you were a little kid when fighting games came out. So he's the, he's the original generation, and Higuchi is the latest generation. And in Japan, there has been an issue, we've talked about in the past, that they had, themselves have identified, of having... This this amazing older generation, Sako at the at the absolute beginning of it, you know, Daigo there, uh, even more recently, but still kind of old at this point. People like Momochi, then Bonchan, like there's folks who've been around. Who's the new blood? Well, Naman won uh, Evo Japan, and then like now Higuchi won CPT. There was another event, I think that Kawano won as well. Kawano, Kawano, that's Kawano true. was yeah. definitely one of the ones that's kind of in the growing in the cusp of things. Absolutely. And I think this is great. Like this, this is what I think the Japan scene needs. To be honest with you, I need. I think that they need this kind of infusion of the newer, younger players to be able to do some work and to see Higuchi, who clearly just like jumped out as a shining star right now uh, from the get go. Uh, I think it's awesome. And the, I mean, the shoot. Let me see if I can find my tweet on this, dude. Like, cause this is ridiculous what he was able to accomplish, dude. Uh, uh, while you do that, second place was Sako Minot. Bonchan got third with Karen Nash Sagat, and fourth was Momochi with Akira and Ken. 
So, you know, you still got a lot of the classic names up there, but the characters are Guile, Manat, Karen, Nash, Sagat, Akira, Ken. Dude, that topic. Nash, dude, Momochi Akira was so sick, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, for sure. All right. So who, who did Higuchi but, beat? So, look, there's two players I couldn't read the name because they were in Japanese, so I don't know. But okay. on his way to Capcom Cup, in this order, he beat Fujimura, Kindebu, Shuto, Momochi, Crusher, Momochi, Bonchan, Sako, and Sako. Bunch of scrubs. Like, that Whatever. list right there is ridiculous. Because Fujimura, All I heard like, was a bunch of old, washed-up yen. All of them are washed. That's what Twitch chat would say. Super cool. Oh, is Higuchi uh, actually part of the team Shinobism? He's he's one of Momochi's students? Yeah. Then? Oh, oh, sick. Okay, okay, nice. There you go. Well, the student has become the master. Yeah, of he's that Darth Vader now, dude. So, yeah, there you go. But that's awesome for him, dude. Again, like I said, I think that's so important for the Japanese scene to have this start happening. You know, honestly, I think it's it's beneficial to the scene. I definitely agree. There are still two more qualifiers for Japan, by the way. So far, it's Mago and Higuchi. Mm -hmm. uh, move on to the next one here. We got Twitch Rivals Guilty Gear. As we talked about last time, there was going to be an event last week. Now it's happened. A team tournament between Japan and North America, even though Japan yeah. also had a Korean player. And I think yep. North America was only U.S., so whatever. <laughs> it it was, it was, no, it was only West Coast. Well, plus... Hotashi flew well, out. Hotashi flew, yeah. flew out to California. Otherwise, right, right. all California. All right, there you go. So it was a $20,000 team tournament. Twitch rivals. Very cool. And uh, it was a dunking. It was a big old dunking Japan dominated. Yeah, but also Reynold won during an earthquake. So Japan <laughs> loses by default. Yeah. I don't know if people saw. I guess I'm sure you guys saw, but I don't know if everybody watching saw. There's a clip you can watch on Reynolds' stream of him literally mid-match versus, I think, BNBBN uh, playing, and he's Axel, and he's literally like, oh my god, there's an earthquake, like, while he's playing in the tournament yep. match, and yep. he won that round, and not only did he win that round, but he did actually some, a sick Axel combo during that round. He, did, uh, he picked his stick up off the desk yeah. and, like, squatted down with his stick. It was, like, in, a, in like a weird pooping position while playing trying not to fall over during the earthquake yeah you impressive. wouldn't know because you're not from california but that's actually the position that you're supposed to get into in an you're earthquake. supposed to go in a pooping position <laughs> into pooping position no. that's what were they telling you guys out there Dude, but you, you know don't know the, you would have accepted that if i'd said yeah man i would have been like all right Dude, sure. the funniest thing about it was i was doing the restream and when the earthquake happened i was like wait was there an earthquake because like things started shaking i was like was there an earthquake Oh, well, anyways, Axel was doing this and blah, blah, blah. And everyone in my chat was like, man, you could totally tell you were from California. Because, <laughs> like, it just it just didn't matter to me, dude. Like, I was just like, oh, oh. I mean, okay. unless your house is falling down, what can yeah, you do? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. You're not supposed to run, so, yeah, hang out. Yeah. Uh, Chirara uh, got an 8-0 record, and RF got an 8-0 record. And they did it with Kai and Faust. So, dude, congrats Churara? to them is ridiculous did you watch his match versus reynold all he did no, was run know. up into his face and dp or throw and he was right like 90 percent of the time dude it was the Your most face double wear dude it was ridiculous that guy was just right My in nightmare. every situation it, i i can't even explain absolutely it. my nightmare when i was commentating it i was just like he was what what like what 
Dude, it was Sick. like the, the dumbest thing, and I was. That's like, like literally how I view David as a fighting game player. <laughs> like that's that's the type of nut I think you are. I think that you I'm, are fully capable of doing that. Well, if I thought it was going to be effective versus somebody, I would. Yeah, so, I mean, you are you, you you would do that in tournament against a top player for sure. If I thought if it you thought win, it was going to work, yeah, but that's not like my default style. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, the cool thing was maybe Reynolds. Not. I hope that's not his as well, but maybe it is. <laughs> Reynolds was the only U.S. player, I think, to go four and four. That's why he was in the final. Uh, he went five and three. He went five and three. Uh, only one U.S. player went zero oh and eight. So uh, actually, a lot of people thought, and it that... wasn't Hanzo Gonzo. No, it was Cloud eight oh five, and Hanzo Gonzo actually went two and six. Yeah, there was actually the, like, the results were actually pretty does. strong, and like Hotashi actually didn't even do as well as I had expected, but he beat Daru Ino. He actually beat Daru Ino, which was super impressive. So, uh, cool. but that whole thing was it was really fun exhibition. Shout outs to Netcode. I'm sure it wasn't great, but still we could run that exhibition. Like you just can't run it in any other game. Seriously, super cool. So. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, that's true. Technically, Hanzo was tied for third place on the U.S. team with Kissy <laughs> K and Apology Man. So yeah. All right. Uh, Red Bull uh, has welcomed Cuddlecore. Congrats to her. Woo! She has become a Red Bull athlete. It was a very cute video where she was presented the Red Bull hat and like realized what had happened. And, yeah, by uh, Anakin, yeah. Uh-huh. By Anakin, yeah, who's also a Red Bull athlete. And, that was great. It was a great video. Congrats to her. She's very well deserving, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, like, I, I, she's so I think important to the community because uh, I think she represents, uh, you know, for a lot of women out there who do want to play fighting games. You know, they can see someone like Cuddlecore with the success and being able to to persevere through this kind of uh, environment, inspire. A lot of people remember when Romanova was on here, we were talking mm-hmm. about how Persia inspired a lot of people being one of the first uh, women commentators, you know, like top eight at Evo and stuff like that. And I think that was a big deal for a lot of people. She said she was inspired by uh, Persia. And so I think Cuddlecore is, you know, one of the most important people in the FGC right now uh, and doing a lot of great things. So I'm really happy for her. I think she's a fantastic player, fantastic representative yeah. of our community. Definitely agree with that. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, I realized that. Oh, go on. I was saying congrats. That's, that's it. That's High the five. word. I realized that we <laughs> skipped ICFC Strive. So I just wanted to briefly say that that is an ongoing weekly series that has been going on for. Uh, I don't know how you were doing commentary. How many weeks did that last? Uh, it was basically uh, nine weeks, and then the tenth week was the finals, and uh, they were all really, really exciting, really, really good stuff. I mean, there was a soul in every grand finals, uh, but uh, only in Japan did the soul actually win. That was a Hisi uh, who yeah. won over Daru Ino doing the two sets to to, to come back uh, in Europe, which I commentated. Uh, that one was won by Snake Belmont, and uh, he basically just, uh, he was like almost unstoppable, and he was really, really cool. He played really, really well. Uh, in America, uh, yeah, in America, it was won by K7 Showoff, and the last, last round was the most ridiculous round I've ever seen, because second place is Punk. And if you get to a point where you have a pixel left as Leo versus Punk's soul, 
and uh, Punk has still 90% of his life. You're just like Then you this. have every chance in the world to win. <laughs> You're playing Leo. Are you kidding me? You have every yeah, chance in the world to win. Talking up Leo here. Leo uh, is the best, and it's not even, even close. Even against S-plus. Punk, huh? Even against Punk, huh? So, Dude, in Leo any case, damn good. it was an amazing comeback. Show off. I mean, it, that was an amazing comeback. It was beautiful yeah, stuff. Sure. So. For anybody who doesn't just absolutely hate Leo with a passion. <laughs> yeah, I'm not know. taking away from K7. I'm just saying that that character doing 90% off one touch is not. That's what, two mixes away? He wins. GG. Shake uh, my hand. To Korea, uh, which were first and second places in the Asia region. Uh, and as well as also fifth. So three out of the top five. Dang. And shout outs to the North America region where the number one player was an NRS player. Bam! Second place player was a Street Fighter player. Bam! Wow, they both have obviously played a lot of games over the years. <laughs> All right, enough trolling. Let's move on to upcoming stuff. Of course, as we talked about before, the Commentator Cup is going to happen on Friday. Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Friday, September Friday, 24th. Friday. The Commentator Cup. Watch many of your favorite commentators play Guilty Gear Strive on twitch.tv slash TV. We'll be doing the hard stuff. The important stuff, the stuff that actually gets respect, commentating. Sitting there, commentating. Uh, thanks to everybody who's... Also running the bracket, thank you very much. That's true, actually. Yep, correct. Gathering and, all these commentator nerds. I made it work so that now you can do uh, exclamation point Macharino in the chat. And you can what do you mean you made support. it work? I put it in there already. I put it in... During what? The, well, I can I, tell you with certainty that I made that work. I so put it welcome. in during the stream. I literally put that in while we were streaming. Right after we talked about it, I put it in there. <laughs> so did I. What? What? Well, whoever put that one, that's the one we got. How about that? You that's deleted mine. You that's, deleted that's mine. Also, that's also the wrong. Oh, no, that's the right one for it. You deleted <laughs> my tweet. Dude, you're, there's you not a tweet. My command. There's no, there's oh. no tweet here, old okay, man. Okay, so what happened is we both signed on to it at the same time. You you put you <laughs> put it in and then pressed save, and then I must have done save like uh, slightly after that, and then mine is the one that saved. So congratulations wow. to me. <laughs> this is why I never play David in fighting games, man. This uh, is, see, it's he's like, a wild card. You have no idea. I completely by accident have managed to win. Without even realizing that there was a competition, Golly. apparently. Okay. All right. Uh, also, CPT UK and Ireland is happening this weekend. Let's get to we, the mailbag. Let's go through them. We have 13 minutes. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Uh, mailbag. First question from Stephanie Brownback via Twitter. With spooky season upon us, regale us with tales of your best and worst Halloween costumes. With the Mortal Kombat K. Jeez. Yeah. That's her brand. She's <sighs> very consistent. NRS just with the propaganda hard. <laughs> Anyways, uh, one time I made myself into a cell phone, and if we have more time, I'll go get a picture and show you guys. Uh, but I, I took a cardboard box, and I had some paint in my garage, and I painted it like like the color of this shirt, actually. And then I cut out the other side of the box and made a bunch of numbers, and this is when flip phones were still a thing. So the flap coming down was where the speaker for the mouth would go. And I was a flip phone for Halloween. I literally just cut it so it stuck around my arms. And 
That sounds hilarious. That was probably my best Would one. It was pretty that? funny. Okay, that was my question. Is this the best or the worst? That was definitely the best, yeah. Uh, the worst is a much higher quality thing, but ever since I've been like, I don't know, mid-20s, I just wear my dragon onesie to Halloween parties right. because I'm lazy and it's easy to unbutton to pee. And if I'm at a party, I'm probably going to be having some beers, so I wouldn't be able to pee. <laughs> That's very that's, relevant. That's it. Yeah, it's it's just it's just the worst because I do it over and over again. Okay. And I'll probably keep doing it over and over again until <laughs> the thing falls apart. Uh, my best is probably my uh, disco Jew outfit, which I wow very dearly. Like From disco Simpsons? stew, like disco yes, stew. That's the joke. Oh my yeah, god, uh-huh. that's correct. Uh, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's just me with like a with Jew fro, and uh, yes, the chest hair is definitely happening big time. And I actually went to a, uh, a, what do they call those stores where they resell things that people used to own? Pawning uh, shops? Like a thrift shop or whatever, yeah. Like uh, <laughs> <laughs> James and was pawn shop, you thrift a thrift store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Salvation anyway, Army, et cetera. Yeah, it was, it was um, I don't remember the, the name of it. Anyway, it's a big store in L.A. <laughs> Uh, on stars. Very famous. On stars. Apparently. In conclusion, and I bought all these old actual seventies polyester clothes. So, so it, cool. it actually nice. looks really, it looks really, really good. I bought like a really sick uh, gold chain for it. Great outfit. And my worst was, um, I would say, was probably the dirty dishes the, on your bed. The sixth straight year of disco Jew was probably my worst. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, my best was when I was a little kid. I didn't realize it at the time, but I dressed as Ryu. Uh, I put on a karate gi with a black belt and a red headband. And this was like 10 years before Street Fighter Two ever came out. Okay, all right. So that was pretty cool. My worst costume was probably uh, when I was a little kid. I didn't realize it at the time, but I dressed as Ryu. Uh, because I put on a white gi and a black belt and a red headband. And uh, this was like 10 years before uh, Street Fighter 2. The reason why I say that is because that is the only costume I've ever dressed up for in Halloween my entire life. So wait, no, no, wait, hold on. So you only dress up for Halloween once or you still yearly wear that costume today? I've only dressed up one time for Halloween. Okay. I mean, I figured, but come on. That would have been incredible. One out of 45 years. One (laughs) out of 45 years have I ever dressed up for a Halloween costume. Well, it's not a great That was the only time I'd ever gone trick-or-treating. That was the only time I ever gone trick-or-treating was for that. I dressed up, went trick-or-treating, and that was it. That's I've never been trick-or-treating since. All right. Next question. We move on. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe it. All right. So, I mean, dude, I carved my first pumpkin last year thanks to Olaf. That's true. And Kitty, I saw right? you do it. So, yeah. Uh, Jiggly Purin via Twitter asks Geese Howard, Dictator, Hayachi Mishima, fuck, marry, and kill. Uh, well, this is super easy, right? Okay. You can't kill Hayachi, so you got to fuck him. (laughs) You could marry him. No, because Geese is rich, so you you marry Geese, and then you kill Bison. Easy, done. I mean, for me. Who who did you marry? 
I married geese. I'm trying to get geese. that money. Geese. Geese I mean, is loaded. Okay, I, mean, I might ge- I might switch geese and dictator, but I mean it's that's that's a good answer. Otherwise, I would kill dictator. They almost be rich. They almost be rich though. He's terrifying. Yeah. Geese Howard is probably the hottest one, so probably fuck him. And then I would probably marry Heiachi because then I would be in Tekken 7. I would have been added to Tekken 7 at that point in time. <laughs> okay, yeah. And I would have a giant pet tiger that's that I could attack people with. So that's uh, basically what it is. So. All right. Yeah. Move on. 16-bit. Geese is way better looking than Heiachi and much younger. I definitely. So I'd rather that. marry the person that's closer to my age than the 112 year old. Man. On the other hand, wouldn't you rather maybe marry the rich, very old guy? No, but he can't die. He's immortal. He can't die. Is he he's immortal. He's, I don't know. I've know? never played Tekken Story though. He's been tossed into volcanoes and just brushed it off. All right. All right. Well. All right. Phil Rufio via Twitter asks, "You died." And you must now haunt your house. You can be whatever you want. What are you and what defeats you? I am a living human. Nailed it. Oh, boy. You got to stop. You got to stop giving me these obvious loopholes. Yeah, you you died. However, next sentence, you can be whatever you want. (laughs) Got it. Nailed it. (laughs) Huge loophole. Huge loophole that I have waltzed all the way through. And I now am immortal myself. You haunt your house as a human. Yeah. Except All right. a, a living one. David, David won. I can't answer better than that. David won. Gotta stop giving me these loopholes. Come on. What defeats me? Um, Bullets. <laughs> Cancer. <laughs> COVID-19. Like, do you need better answers? You're a human. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, what pretty much I, everything. That's what true. Would I haunt, yeah. What would I haunt my house with? What would I haunt my house with? I don't know what I would haunt my house with. Maybe I would haunt my house with as kid costumed as Ryu. <laughs> 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 oh, man. All right, whatever. David ruined that question again. So, Keep going, David. We needed that one. We're, we're, we're falling behind. We got All five right, minutes. Move on. Let's move on. All right. Uh, Tabby Nat. Via Twitter, ask, what's the best thing that's ever happened to you? David is going to have to think about this one very carefully because he's the only one that's married. Oh, boy. <laughs> Can we get uh, Kenley to watch the stream right now? <laughs> so, most of the best stuff that's happened to me in my life, I don't want to talk about publicly. So, I'll just say joining the UCTV crew. Oh, that's very cute. That's kind of sad, I mean, to be honest, because we suck. I mean, there's way better things that have happened. <laughs> yeah. I'm, just not, I'm just not telling the internet about them. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, I guess I would say... Who'd you say I was married to? Kenley. Um, yeah, that's your wife. That's, that's my her. wife. I'm, we're married. Uh... <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> She's like, choose your next words wisely, David. Texting Kentley now, dude. Texting Kentley now here. Please watch the stream at twitch.tv. I would slash... say the best thing that's ever happened to me is um, is the night that we met was giving her the wrong number, <laughs> which I did. How did you do that? How did you give her the wrong number? Why did you give her the wrong number? And why is well, that that's... the best night? 
Okay, so here's the story. Uh, so we met, you know, every, everything had worked out, or everything went well while we were talking. Um, I guess I had had a couple of drinks, probably. Or maybe, yeah, I guess. Or maybe a few more than that. I don't know, maybe a lot. Anyway, don't be weird about it. Uh, <laughs> I gave her my number, and I and I gave her the wrong one. I mean, I it was like, you know, however many numbers there are, one of them was wrong. So, you were like, ghosting I her. her. Oh, my I God. I intended to give her the right number. Anyway, then it doesn't, you know, she never calls me as far as I know. And I met another girl, and we were going together for about a month, and everything was great, except for when she broke up with me, and my heart was broken. And then... I the remember same, that. I remember that. <laughs> you were torn friend, up on IRC to texting horrible, me. Horrible, yeah. Uh, and then the same friend who introduced Kentley and me in the first place, a mutual friend of ours, had a pity party for me, where it was going to be like, David's girlfriend broke up with him, so let's just, you know, get together, we'll hang out and make him feel better. And he invited Kentley to that, which I don't really know why, but he did. And when she uh, when she heard about it, she thought that she would come and basically chew me out. She knew that, you know, she, she didn't know the reason why <laughs> the party yeah. was being thrown, she just knew that it was happening. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to come and just be, yell at me, how could I give her the wrong sure. number? So I, I went there, and... Um, she was there and she at first you know was kind of giving me a glary eye and then uh, a little a little bit of the way through the night uh she i guess had found out like why we were there you know i scrolled broke up with me and so she went over and now she couldn't be the jerk that she had intended to be. <laughs> dude of course uh, she could have she should she have. probably could have still but she didn't and so i she was just like hey you gave me the wrong number and i was like I didn't mean to. I meant to give you my real number. Here's my real number. Uh, so anyway, we've been together ever since that. But I think the the reason that I, I think that's cool is that not only did it lead to me, um, uh, you know, marrying the woman who I love, but also it gave me like a hilarious story. Imagine if the way that I met the woman I love was some boring story where we were just at a party and yeah. we met and we like got each other's number and everything worked out well and there was no funny story at all boring that would have been a bummer instead it comes with this really funny baked in origin story that i super love and it made it even better in my opinion so that's my answer hmm. i mean all right my... james best thing ever uh, i mean it would be maybe um one of these things here maybe grabbing these cats over here uh i did also get really really uh some amazing news Wasted. very recently Actually, but uh, like Tubo said, it's probably something I can't really talk about. So, well, why the hell don't me and David know? This is worse shit. Yeah, uh, but it was really it, I, I got some <laughs> really good news recently, and I was actually really happy. So, oh, glad um, to hear that, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But you know, hey, what's up, C four? What's going on? Raiding with the party of twenty seven. Ah, thanks for the raid. Hey, what's sick. up, C four? Yeah. Well, enemy. congratulations on your recent news. Yeah, something like that, Mac. Something like that. So, <laughs> all right, cool, but, awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, I mean, it's pretty cool. So, any case, uh, let's go to the next question. Last question. Last question. This one comes from. Yeah, it was a cute story. I like Dubu that story. Domo. Dubu Domo via Discord. Asks if the hosts were a Marvel team, who would we point, assist, and anchor, or would a different team composition make more sense? 
I mean, I think the best answer to this is that we've all been each of them over the years. Um, and not just even over the years, but, you know, for different, even more recent things. Uh, Tubbo's definitely been anchor on Commentator Cup, for example. I don't know, maybe Point is a better way to put it, because you came up with the idea. I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, it's have hard you seen him tackle people? I mean, we see it every <laughs> week. I would put him on Point, because okay, he would just like, yeah. tackle the right. hell out I of like everybody. It. I like it. And then uh, I would probably be assist or secondary, and David would probably be anchor, because by then he would have already grabbed all the evidence, and then he would be able to lawyer up and go, OBJECTION! And then activate, and he would become superpowered mode. So so get evidence as an assist? Yeah, basically. That would be Something like that. Yeah, I would be an assist. Maybe that's what I do. I build meter. That's a good idea. (laughs) Uh, definitely don't rely on me to have any physical victories. My joints are held on by thread. <laughs> Probably wouldn't be the best for me to be involved. You can be our uh, our coach. I'll be the coach. That actually, yeah, it's a Marvel Infinite team, and you it's guys a, it's, are, yeah, exactly. I would say or it's a ratio team, and uh, me yeah, and Jake yeah. the ratio. And, You're and the lawyer the gem. gem. That's what you are right now, David. Yeah, oh, I'll be the no, gem. I'll be the, the lawyer no. gem. Actually, no, no, that's wrong. I would have to be the gem, right? Because I'm Gems Chen. That's true. Oh, that's true. I'm all. I've already been Gems Chen, so we're MVCI. I am definitely the uh, the salt gem. Power stone. I am okay. definitely the, yeah. Time stone. You've had a lot of time. All right, we've done it. We did Congratulations, it. everybody. All right. Video well, games. Well, another Tuesday show in the books. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us, everybody. Again, please do watch on Friday afternoon, Pacific time. Pacific, yeah, uh, 5 Commentator Cup. It's going to be dope. It will Come be cheer really for your boy Sajam. I know all you Sajam fans are out there chomping at the bit, ready to see him win a tournament. So. Well, I hope that everybody <laughs> in the chat... I hope that every commentator, I should say, has somebody in the chat pumping them up because they're all For good sure. folks. They're all good commentators. And I actually really awesome. hope that Sajab does use Gold Lewis because I'll be honest with you. If I had to pick a secondary character right now, Gold Lewis is kind of in that running right now because I just like the concept of him. I know he's not Gold great. Gold Lewis is super underrated. No, he's he good. is. He's good. So he's good. good. And that's that the character. Good. That character yeah. is a top when five, I, I think. He's, he's I good. Watch, so good. When I watch Kid Viper play him, dude, it's freaking terrifying, dude. So <laughs> Yeah, that, that, uh, that character is wild. I he's think a good that character and... is very underrated. Under underrated, so... All right, well, uh, James and I are going to be done with streaming. However, is there news from the other guy? What are you going to be doing? I'm going to stream, so come hang out. All right. I'm going to watch uh, I'm going to watch YouTube videos and hang out and we can talk about Commentator Cup. But there's a new All Gas No Breaks aka Channel 5 news with Andrew Callaghan. And if you guys have never seen this before, you should probably tune in and watch because perfect. Yeah, the greatest fantastic. YouTube channel on YouTube. <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks everybody. Bye guys, later. Bye.